up, bitches! to say that I went hard in 2011, but I didn't. <laughs> and I wanted to blame it on 2012 because then that movie came out and uh -huh. I saw him with the Mayan calendar. And then I saw something that really, I'm like, someone should have picked up on this, that it's the Mayan calendar that did not account for leap years. So actually it should have ended eight months earlier. Oh, 2012 yeah, already happened. It never accounted for like the 29th, that mm. time when we throw an extra day every three years or some shit like that. Interesting. So it never accounted that and someone's like, everyone calm down. Technically it should have ended eight months ago because the Mayans didn't account for leap ha, years. Ha, that's funny. It's just some dumb shit we put in there ah man just another holiday Probably yeah it's just another holiday yeah just another holiday just another holiday like God, that's a good movie man <laughs> I, you love, know what? I love disaster I, movies i do too and I, I i don't feel like i should like them as much as i do because oh dude day after show. tomorrow 2012 uh deep impact San, deep impact it was like san andreas is one i think san andreas. it doesn't matter how dumb they get either i'm like i'm just like a fascinated the with the apocalypse the end? yeah mean, like the, me too the day the earth stood still like even like throw an alien aspect into it Oh, I'm yeah, love the aliens. It. Love the aliens. I'm into it. I don't yeah. know why. I just do. I, I think it's like, just Why the... do you want to see? I'm like, it's not that I want to see everyone die. I want to see how everyone reacts when everyone yeah, dies. Yeah, and there's just like the thrill of chaos. You know, in Ordered World, I will never say, like, I am in no way an anarchist. No. But I love an Ordered World, logically. Same. But, you know. It's anyone, just when you, it's, everybody loves the, you know, what's, what would it be like, you know? Anyone that's like the, 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 the anarchist or was just like, don't need this, don't need, I'm just like, you'd be the first person to die. Anyone <laughs> that says that just lives in a world where it's a luxury that you don't really have to worry sure. about anymore. And then as soon as someone takes that away, I'm like, you die quickly. Yeah. Oh my you God. I'm so, so done. Yeah, dude. I like, uh, you watch The Last of Us? Speaking just of finished it. Yeah. So like the, the Doomsday Prepper one, the one with Ron Swanson in it. Yeah. And he's a, like. Great. What a love story. And, but like, just like seeing how prepped that guy is. And like, I'm probably actually not going to make it far in the apocalypse either. Just like seeing like that. That's a pretty extreme example, but like, I have nothing. I, I don't even have a go bag, man. See, I, I don't even have a go bag. I don't even have. Like, so I, I know a dude like that. Not not to that extreme. There aren't okay. that many people like Like, I think you have to go to like deep in the, the woods of fucking I'm sure they bought property. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're already ready. Like yeah, they're, they're already off the grid. Yeah, that's so. not a, that's not a person that's going to develop. That's a person that exists, and he's just fucking ready. <laughs> but I do have a guy, a, a friend that I know that uh, he'd probably be the safest one to go to because his house is, and it's the reason I don't go there now. But his house is full of guns. Oh wow! Yeah, you <laughs> full. Like now, I'm just like. I don't feel safe here. Apocalypse, I'm like, first kind you of tell me what you need. Yeah, straight you up. You need toast? I'll get you toast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, I'm wondering, like, uh, what my, oh, wait, are we going? Are we, are we going? We've been. Perfect, perfect, great. Um, yeah, I, uh, I just, I, I don't think I have very many skills. Like, I got a place I'm going. My mom, across the street from my mom, which, uh, you know, I'm trying to keep this place safe, so I'm just going to keep it. <laughs> yeah, I can't let everybody don't know about my apocalypse plan. <laughs> but uh, the guy across the street from my mom's house, He's yeah, same thing. Like huge gun. I think he like sells guns for the NRA. He does something with the NRA. He maybe like maybe a firearm seller or something like that. But he's got a ton of guns, ton of land, and 
that guy and I, every time, you know, we're we're very opposite politically. Uh, but we stay in touch. But we stay in touch. Like, every <laughs> time I'm at my mom's house, I make sure to give him a little wave. Like, I go over and give him a little wave because it is totally where I'm going. Because I got nowhere like else. That, he's like that person that, like, you know, you don't want to date, but if nothing else works out, that's who you're That's <laughs> Yeah, you're my backup. Exactly. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're my backup. <laughs> you're my failsafe. You're my yeah. You're my if we're not together when we're if we're not married when we're forty. Yeah, let's just fucking settle. Exactly. <laughs> and I like to make it. You know, if I remember my mom's house, I like to just kind of do some manual labor. In my like, I always like to do work at my mom. I don't know that I'm doing this intentionally. I love doing work at my mom's house where he can see me just so he knows that I'm an asset. Like, oh, he's a worker. You know, it's like, oh, he's a, yeah, he's a grunt worker. Because yeah. I don't feel like I really, if I just showed up at someone, like some compound that's not this guy, just in the apocalypse, I don't know how I could just prove to you that I'm useful. Because honestly, the only useful skill I have is I'll do the jobs Nobody wants to do it. Like, you need also, someone to clean the sewage, I'll do it. I, I'm i also an acquired taste. Like, I'm not someone that you meet <laughs> in 15 minutes, you're like, oh, I'm a fan. Your elevator's pitch you for yourself. Seven yeah. to ten, seven to ten interactions with me, you're like, all right. You don't have I mean, that. I guess, you know. I mean, he's not bad. Yeah, you, you don't know? have that. You got guns in your have... face, and you got 15 nope. seconds to be like, yeah, I'm cool, bro. I'm cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, gun in my face, like, prove your worth. I'm like, I really hope I you do. get my brand of sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Because it is plentiful and often. Do we, are we starting a podcast on that? What's our, <laughs> what's our radio situation? Radio waves are free, people. Now, normally I was pretty, you know, kind of conventional, but sexually, I'm willing to explore. What? I need a place to stay. <laughs> I need a place to stay, and I got at least two holes. I, yeah, well, yeah. What do we do? Two holes, here? two hands. And uh, I've gotten super, super liberal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I my this was legitimately was my plan. Like when The Walking Dead started, because we, we started having those those discussions about what would we do. I'm like, well, uh-huh. first of all, I, I think aside, you got to get away from population. So my whole plan was we got to go up to Kelly's Island. There's like 38 people up there. Mm-hmm. And then island just, too, just like yeah, yeah get that, away from all the people. That was my because I remember joking around being up in Kelly's Island years ago, and it was like there was this sign of like the graduating class of Kelly's Island High School, and it was like nine nine people wow. graduating because it's just a small place. Like people visit there, but they don't live there. Sure, yeah. And I was like, go up there, and then I'm like, but I need someone who knows how to fish because there's probably not a lot of food up there because those people up there like they. They're Once it, like everything. when winter happens, they stay on that island because they can't fly back and forth and they can't take the ferry, so they they stay. So those, those and I think that's the place to go. I'm like, all right, go up there. There's a lot of older people. I think I can overpower some of them at this stage in my life. Yeah, you're right there. Yeah, and uh, then I'm like, uh, okay, so I think that's I think that's the move. We go up there where they seem to already have provisions. They kind of already do it. Some of them, I'm sure, already know how to fish. And we can maybe wait out some shit. Love that. And everyone else is just like, let's do this, let's do this. And I'm like, let's go to. Ke- I'm the guy that, yeah, I'm the guy that, should, that. that that makes the suggestion that let's go to where, like, kind of losery, trashy people have their bachelorette party. <laughs> like, and that's where I'm like, that's where we're going. That's where we're going. Yeah. I always thought about stealing the good time three. I feel like that. I mean, I <laughs> being on a water, yeah, being on water on a boat. But yeah, it's like I didn't even think about wintertime. Yeah, you got to get on somewhere on an island. But water, yeah, yeah that's, that's your hugest asset. Like, don't even have to worry about putting up a fence. 360 degree yeah. kind of idea of who's coming towards you. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, God. yeah and it's. Save me a place. You can see. You can see. Actually, I'm good at elevator pitch. I can go. I'm pretty great at getting in the door right away. I like, you know, commu- yeah. I did door to door sales for a while. I got a good communications. I'll I'll lead, and then I'll be like, I got a friend. I got a but I got see, a guy. But you see, and your problem is going to be you're kind of like a taller, good sized guy, so you yeah. can also come off as a threat. 
And they're like, because mm. then now now you're in tribal mentality because all those shows end up the same way. <laughs> where like the zombies don't end up being not your biggest problem. It's the little outside sure. tribes and raiders, mm-hmm. and they're just like, oh, that's a good sized guy. Let's befriend him, but obviously let's take him out when first. I think that's what the dress. I think that's what the dress is for. The dress would be throwing. That's yes. what the dress is for. Yeah, <laughs> the denim. The denim dress yeah, would be the- very confusing. They're uh, like. I mean, yeah, but he's wearing a denim dress. I think he's just go with the flow. I think he's just like kind of a cool guy. We got to give him a shot. Yeah, let's just I gotta know keep what an about. eye on him. Yeah. But also, <laughs> he's musical. We might need some music later. Yeah, man. Bards are going to kill it. Bards are coming back in the apocalypse. The traveling bard. You did finish Last of Us, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I say spoiler, but I don't really care if someone yeah, has a show If you're listening room. to the podcast, yeah. I mean, hell like yeah. Like eight minutes in, guys. Um, but yeah, I started like the, some of those. I was like, yeah, that's... And I didn't think that one was as bad as like Walking Dead got super, super, super dark in terms of, again, the zombies not being the problem. Uh. The problem was everyone else, mm. like those terminus psychos that were just eating people. And I actually never watched Walking Dead, but super sorry about that. I just, I it's mean, a I'm very not, open I'm, show. Yeah, and actually, seen it. all yeah, that stuff is made it. up. Yeah, I didn't, nothing happened. I probably could, I've had years to, to watch it. I at this tapped point. out, yeah. Oh yeah, someone. I've never seen The Sixth Sense, but I could probably recite it for you word for word. Uh, yeah, I know he's totally dead. That's yeah. that much. Oh, uh, there's a uh, one of my favorite comedians. Uh, his uh, his name's Nate Bargatze. Do you know Nate Bargatze? I know the name. Yeah, he's got a gig a joke about the Sixth Sense, and he just goes like, "I got a Sixth Sense joke. It's uh, and I got to spoil it, obviously. Uh, but you know, if you haven't seen it, it's, uh, it's a very old movie. Uh, he's dead the whole time. So, and it's, and it's like, and I watched it the other day, and I was wondering like, did they tell you? He's like, yeah. He dies in the first first ten minutes, and the whole time it's just we all just believed his wife just wasn't talking to him. That was more believable to us than he possibly be could be dead. It's just his wife wasn't talking. Like I know there's a movie about marriage and how hard marriage is. <laughs> Someone. When this originally came out, like when I finally figured out what the end was, because it became a meme. I've never even seen the movie. Yeah, I I haven't. But I I, I know it. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I see dead people, all that shit. Mm -hmm. He was dead the whole time. I'm like, yeah, I get it. There's been so many jokes about it. I'm like, how? But then someone said the same thing. Like, there's actually a very basic clue, like in the beginning, and just no one caught it because you're not paying attention to it because you you know that Shyamalan twist you weren't expecting. So that's yeah. I don't know. It was. uh, I'm. I'm sure it seems like a good movie, but no, I'm never gonna see it. Yeah, that's too. That's that's too past. I just want. I'm gonna start seeing new things now. Actually, movies. I'm going backwards. Music. I haven't really movie. I I, movies. I actually will watch old movies. Uh, kind of changing subjects, but like music, man. There's so much music. I don't know that I'm ever gonna listen to Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Like, I never did. And now there's people making music. Now there's so many. I don't think I'm gonna get around to a lot of classic rock. I've uh. That's a very valid point because there is there's so much like there's I've, so I've, much coming out. And like, I talked to how much everyone just my about friends. Just yeah. supporting my friends' music is a full time job. Just Cleveland itself. I, just Cleveland I, itself. I, uh, I released uh, uh, an episode today, musician. You today. I have another one on Friday. Oh yeah, scu- you really scuffed today, right? Y- yeah, 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 for sure. I, he and I love very similar. We just sat down and he and I just started bullshit. I just love that guy. To that dude's we, really we cool. got to know each other so well. And just at the end of it, we're just like. I mean, look, we we're just become hang out best again, friends. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that what the nunchucks are for? We guess. Well, that's in case we don't become best friends. Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never really know. I'm just always prepared. Yeah. Again, apocalyptic thinking, local living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, but yeah, there's so much. This has been like kind of like the ongoing. 
with a lot of people, we talk about like the streaming and the information. Like there's, because I think some things have gotten really good, others have gotten really bad, and maybe they haven't at all. There's just so much of it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think comedy's gotten bad, but I've just seen so much more bad oh, comedy because yeah. it's so easy to just put you your shit out comedy. there. Yeah, and someone's like, "Here's my set." I'm like, "Ugh, <laughs> your first set." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But then music, I think, is kind of the opposite because, like, I, I there's so much that I like, and I've been downloading so much local stuff just in the last like four or five months. Mm-hmm. You know, from oh, there's so many good Cleveland musicians, and and even ones I don't think enough people know about, like some really really good ones and nice blends of different kinds. Oh my god, it's incredible! Uh, there are so many, so many, so many good ones, and then I can just branch out 45 minutes south, go down to Akron, and find oh, it's a whole other world. Other great ones. I know. And God forbid you hit the road as a musician, then like meet some people in other cities, play shows with them. Like, well, now I have a yeah. yeah it's, just it's, like keeping up with the people I've played shows with alone. Yeah, his releases is like. That's enough to keep me busy for, you know, forever. Especially because I really run songs into the ground. Like, I, if I like a song, like, uh, my friends, they're called the Palmer Squares. They're from Chicago. And they just put out a song. They have a side project called Junkyard Samurai. Anyways, they just put out a song called Slow Down. It's really great. And they put that out, uh, like, last week. I found out about it, like, four or five days ago. I listened to that song for the last five days. I have listened to nothing else, and I listen to it pretty much every day, pretty much till I know every lyric, and then I move on to another song. I do something very, very similar. Um, in mine, I think the month, the one that I did that I'm still doing, like that comes on. I'm like, everyone, shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. and I turn that up. Is a uh, Akron hip hop duo Free Black. They oh, have, bro, they have a song. It was in the because they came on here, and they were one where I listened to one song, and I was like. I'm definitely going to have them on. There's no way every other thing they made was terrible. Dude. And the song was Surrender. It's my favorite song that they make. And it is, it's not just one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's one of my favorite songs of the last 10 years. Wow. I listen, I probably listen to that two, three times a week. It's just something Dude, I love. So, I was Flocko completely and HR3 are blown brilliant. away. I'd never, uh, I yeah, I'd never heard of them before. And I like, I played Bright Winterfest with Scuff and That's Free Black. That's where I found Free Black, yeah. That's where I found them. And I like... I walked over, like, yeah, they were in that big stage at the end of the night, and I just kind of, like, you know, bumbled around, talked to people, and I've seen J. Cole perform before, and J. Cole's, like, my biggest inspiration. It's probably my biggest, like, hero as far as just, like, a celebrity is concerned, and his live performance is just, like, captivating, and, I, you know, I've gone to so many rap shows before, and just kind of, you know, you've been, I've been to so many rap shows, and it's just inevitable you're going to be underwhelmed. The rap scene is just so oversaturated. This was not that. Yeah. Like, this was like seeing my idol. Like, that show that they he put different. on was like the most captivating rap show that I've ever seen. Like, specifically you, local. I mean, local for sure, but like, you talk in general. To people that have seen them, they're like, their, their energy is the same if there are 300 people or four in the crowd. Mm. Like, Flacco goes nuts on stage. That's insane. Everything, every single, it's just, so unbelievably underrated and impressive that I tell anyone that I, anyone that comes on or anyone that just mentions it, I'm like, oh, I have one that you have to listen to and I'll send them Gotta to you. Like, this out. is the one that you have to check out. Dude. And it's been, obviously, like when you and I started talking, like the first thing I saw was you did a, a song with Mikey. And mm-hmm. I was like, great I had a great too. time when Mikey came Bro, on. Bro, I love that, man. And I love Apostle Jones. I'm like, hey. <sighs> and the same thing, I was just like, there's no way that this is bad. <laughs> oh, know? yeah. He's going to be the same vibe, and Mikey's a good guy, so I know he's going to be a good guy to talk to. So, And, and that's what kind of a lot of this kind of like happens with me is just kind of just referrals and who knows who and that's and it's just mm-hmm. been just a, a a like a just a waterfall of just new music that i 
love having and I feel like I'm never going to get caught up. Oh, and yeah. I mean that in the nicest way No, possible. but sure, it's just there's so many. Actually, yeah, that's my... being Becoming friends with... Uh, well, I've known Mikey for like a little while now, but just within like the past year, I just like... I've like I've been hanging out with... I'm backtracking. I mostly, over the last like five years, I was a street performer in like 2016 through 2018. And then made my first album then. Moved to Los Angeles. Made another album. Came back for the pandemic. Uh, made another album, decided to move back to Cleveland. And I just like, we have mostly been playing shows with uh, this band Tropidelic. Have you heard of Tropidelic before? So that's like my best friend is James, and he's like the rapper in that band. So mostly I've been doing shows just like through their scene, just like the, just like the, because they've toured so much, I've been able to just like hit the road and just go play shows at venues that they have connections to. But I haven't really like, really like stitched into like Cleveland's music scene. So like over the last year, I like became started becoming better friends with Mikey and like going to his open mic at Crowbar and at Coda and just like meeting more local musicians. And it's just like the amount of just like talent that is here and the, the way it just branches out is fantastic to me. And Mikey Zylas is the plug to it, dude. He is the bridge to, if you want to be in the local music scene, that's like really popping off and super talented Mikey Silas could get you where he you need to go. Like, yeah, he's almost like there's just the guy. He knows that, everybody. He, he knows really everybody. Does. He's put that work in for him. years, and everybody on. knows him. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that have come on here have said the same thing. Like, yeah, I was going through, because a lot of people come on at this point, and they're like, yeah, you've had like three people that I at least know of or I've seen. Mm -hmm. So many of them are like, I love Mikey Silas. Dude, he's everywhere. <laughs> it's like, crazy just, how many shows they he goes either to. know him, they play with him, or they're just like, I'm a fan of him. I'm and they saw him, they're like, ah, I want to be on the podcast that Mikey yeah. Silas was on. Dude, it's great. He's like, yeah, I'm so grateful to be friends with that guy. Cause just because, like, yeah, he's he's been like super just helpful and like, I'm like, yo, I want to get, I just want to know the people in Cleveland. I feel like I'm just like out of touch with this, with like the Cleveland music scene. Yeah. And he's just like, let me take you under my wing, baby yeah. bird. And just, here we go. Get ready the guru for a of the Cleveland music of anything scene. And anything that I come across. Oh, yeah. And it's funny, so we're, yeah, 17 minutes in. It's probably a good time to introduce you. The uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. That I like this guy. <laughs> legitimately, man. Like, And I'm so bad at it because this is like a conversation, if you want to call it an interview, like a conversation, like kind of like podcast. Mm -hmm. And somebody, uh, uh, my buddy Ryan Hardwick, he runs a, a, a Black Cat Barbershop. Okay, yeah. So I'll go in there, and, and Ryan's a great guy. He's been on here twice, and uh, he introduced the podcast that this one, a customer of his and the customer came back. He's like, I really like the podcast. I really wish that guy would introduce the guests early on. <laughs> Cause we just start going. And sometimes I'm just like, shit. I, I will. Yeah. Cause person. we're talking before air and it's just like, That's when what you find a point, we're like, okay, now it's the real conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just now that we're play. good. Now that we're good and warmed up. So uh, yeah. So Toby, thanks for coming, buddy. You were coming. You're not from Chicago Falls. That's where my mom lives in, like Chicago Falls area. Yeah. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. But yeah, so, Toby raps. Hello, Toby guys. raps. Uh, I uh, I'm a. Your music is, and I, this is kind of what the part I wanted to get into. Your music is so off the charts, uplifting and positive. Going for like adult wiggles. <laughs> I, but I mean, it's I, I can't. And well, my first question, obviously, just from listening to that, because I wanted to go back, but I first got asked. Is that intentional or does it just come out that way? No, it's intentional. I mean, it's – I got my first tattoo when I was uh, like in college with James from the Tropidelic James, James okay. Begin, and my friend Chris Nicola, who's like my best friend, my producer. He runs this uh, studio called Signal Flow Studios in the Steel Yard. It's in the Level uh, 5 building and just like – he records all my music. He records Tropidelic. He's just like – he's the guy. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I got this tattoo. First tattoo said make people smile and uh, – 
didn't really think too heavily on it. It's just like, I was just kind of thinking about my life at that point. I'm like, man, I really like doing that. And that kind of became like my tag. And I like started just, it kind of became a mantra for me for like years, especially I started doing what I was saying. I street performed for like years. I, for that was my only job. I mean, I lived in a house where rent was a hundred dollars a month and it was a punk house. We threw house that. shows. So yeah, I them days. yeah. So, you know, it was those days. So you could afford to be just a street musician. Like, Oh my God, we got to throw someone else in but, here. Get rent down to 70. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, through that, I kind of just like, I mean, you basically, it's people walking by and I didn't have an amp either. I was just me and acoustic guitar. So I had to bring people into me and I was asking them for topics and I'd make up songs off the top of my head for them. And like through that kind of learning, like nobody wants to hear you sing sad songs. Really? They, your goal, your goal in this thing, it's like people are out doing their things. If they were gracious enough to listen to me, I am here to uplift their night just in some way, just like make them feel better in some way, shape, or form because they were gracious enough to listen to me and I want to like contribute to their night. So that kind of just like instilled this, like just the idea that like music is meant to uplift people. It's just a, it's a way to uplift people. And even when I sing about like a sad topic, I try to give it like, what's the positive twist? I never really want to make it just like super depressing. And I think just like subconsciously, I've just that's what I've been doing, and yeah. I just and I just like happy music. I like happy music, especially when you're doing live shows. I've done like sad songs a lot. Like I have like more like low energy songs, and when you write those, I haven't found them. Like yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a ton. <laughs> but it's like when you're at like playing a show, especially if you're playing like a bar or something, and you have like a 45 minute set or even an hour and a half. There's not really a point. You're playing bars. You want pe- people are here to have a good time and kind of you know. To a certain degree, forget about their problems and just enjoy this moment and just like uplift themselves. So, you know, it's tough to write songs that I feel like are a bummer because I know I'm going to perform these live and I don't really want to bum people out, you know? No, it's, it's, that's not a bad way to look at it at all. mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, when I first started, I can't remember the first song I listened to, probably My Place, I think. Mm. Uh, Gratitude's my favorite, by the way. Oh, thanks, man. I I love that one. I really, 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 and I always find one. That just I keep going back to with everyone that comes on. Mm-hmm. Yours is gratitude. Thank I really, you. Really, really I love like it. That Thanks, lot. man. That's like one of my favorite songs. I love that song. Thank you, dude. And I, it's it's not even something where I, where I can identify why. It's the one where still uplifting, kind of keeping with the vibe of everything. But I don't know. Something about it just really stood out to me. Uh, and the it's guitar the solo at the end. Too. I, I, Chris I, does that guitar solo. That's yeah. Chris. Who well, the, okay, the it is a little bit more heavier guitar wise mm-hmm. than maybe some of the other songs, but still it was. Or at least not that there aren't guitars in the other one, but more I think signature guitar. Where that's yeah, that's where seriously it's, where it's maybe isolated out. more. Yeah, yeah, and maybe that's kind of what drew me to it. But that, I I love that song. Oh, that thanks, was bro. one that I, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll listen to a song and because like, I'm not a guy that like an album comes out and I just download the album and listen to sure, it. Sure, sure. I have to. There has to be like a song that's like, all right, you've made it to my my mix. Nice. You've made it to my library. That's a cool one to do. Right I feel away. like that's one's that's like one of my favorite ones. Well, too, because like, I mean, I'm just like I mean, like I said, I'm from Chagrin Falls, like. I have been blessed beyond like means just in this world. Just like, I mean, just like suburban background family is pretty well off. They're just like very nice and loving of giving. They've just been so loving and caring, giving to me. And I've just been blessed in a way that is just like, you know, yeah. I, it's like, it's crazy to imagine considering, especially like, people in America, but even if you were talking like people in Jakarta right now, like I just, it's crazy. Like the luck that I just like was birthed in this world. And just like to, I've like always like had trouble like expressing that. Cause I was, you almost feel guilty. I don't know. It's just like, I guess just white guilt. <laughs> it's like no, after you, a while it, you it's feel not a, you know, it's not, not necessarily, I guess maybe not necessarily the white guilt, but it's actually a, 
it's a thought that maybe more people should have when they start kind of blasting on social media or bitching about something where you're like, in the grand scheme of things, is shit really that bad for you? Dude, the it's answer almost always is no. No, especially if you live in, yeah, in America. But I mean, not to say it's not bad things in America, but yeah, dude, it's like, they have been so insanely just, I've been so blessed and it's just like, I've never really, it's just almost like insanely much where I've like had trouble voicing like, a degree of gratitude because like how do you tell someone like my mom is just like the nicest woman in the world yeah. she works so hard for me and my brother like put us through i went to gilmore for high school i don't know if you know gilmore. You do know yeah just like crazy private school thing and like i she just worked so many people worked so hard so i could have a good life and like how do you express that so i've always wanted to like be able to and like that's album is make yourself happy which is like the idea is like yeah. every song is a different like like this song about exercise drink more water just like basic yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. that if you do these things every day then you will be working towards like happiness it's like happiness is a work ethic so gr showing gratitude is one of them like all right i gotta write a song about how grateful i am and it better rock me well the so i mean that's kind of a good segue so you talk about kind of like the obviously you're saying that the, the it, it's the, the the vibe of the songs is kind of planned, but it also doesn't seem like it is necessary. It might feel like it's planned because you're, mm -hmm. you, but you're thinking about the things that are important to you. So yeah. in a way, it's not necessarily that it's planned, and that, that is kind of how it comes out. But you're thinking kind of normally the way that I think maybe a lot of songwriters do. They write about things that are important to them that they're familiar with. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to write about what your time in Nam was like. Yeah, exactly. You know, no, you're just... you're not going to write about you know you know hardships or not having a family or growing up alone you're gonna write you know the a, truer, a great life a, and but it's like yeah, a powerfully true, great yes. yeah exactly a truer song is a song that you know comes from something that you can actually speak about like mm -hmm. i think uh uh noel gallagher like years ago like right after i think uh when um uh after oasis is uh what's the story morning glory came out you know they were like you know and they were always pretty candid in their interviews and mm -hmm. he's like you know what are you writing about now it's like look i can't write about being you know, this down on my luck kid and this, you know, things are going well. He's like, I got like 80 million pounds in the bank, man. Things are <laughs> going really well. So it's dumb for me to write about that. So again, I write about what I know. So mm. some of it's relationships, some of it's an experience, but I can't write about what it's like coming from the bottom because I'm not there anymore. Yeah, dude. It's in that. And I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Drake's you know? got a, Drake's got a line where he goes, uh, I'm getting so rich. My music's not even relatable. Blow my head up. It's an inflatable. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like after you it's, reach a certain point of success, they can't make a lot of it sense. It would be very disingenuous yeah. to talk about the struggle coming. So out. I, I, I do. I get that. And mm -hmm. that's, and that's to me, at least I think it's a little different than what I hear normally. I mean, I hear and have, and do listen to a lot of positive, uplifting types of music. Sometimes I need to. Yeah, sometimes you we know, gotta, but, yeah. But yours, I think, is, is a little bit different because it's hip-hoppy, poppy, almost, I don't even know how to really describe it. Well, Genre-wise, what would you even put it in? Adult Wiggles. Adult I, Wiggles. I, it's kind of what we're going for, toxic positivity. I don't yeah. know, like, I've, like, really been trying to, like, make, just because, like, just because of the nature of it being, like, very, very, like, very positive yeah. in, in message, or at least I want the sound to kind of like match the message. So we're going for like over the top pop. I've been like rapping for 15 years. So like the lyricism is coming from hip hop, but I'm trying to make oh big pop songs because I just feel like that makes energy wise yeah. the most uplifting feeling. Yeah. Lyrically, it's definitely it's it's obviously. Yeah. Lyrically, I've been rapping for yeah, years, that, but that that's not making like a rugged hip hop song. I just don't feel like matches what I'm like trying to 
express so you don't got a cash rules everything around me <laughs> cash rules no but i love the rap of that bit Ooh. i'd cipher that beat though <laughs> you know i've been so doing those like tiktok uh i've been doing like duets on tiktok mm. doing like finding producers and just using apple headphones and like writing verses which has been a great writing exercise but uh so like when i write songs that are like in the studio or i'm aiming for just like very over the top pop sound with very intensely positive message because I just that's what yeah, makes you, me feel good. But I've been keeping in practice with the pen. I've been like also doing duets with people who are just like making trap rap and then I'm just writing just absurd trap rap verses too. Just to just to express that. Cause it does after a while of doing all positive stuff, I do think like that's at least in the persona of you know, Toby Raps, just the music that I'm making, it feels that feels like what I want to express. When I think about like a legacy and like what I want to put into the world, that's like you know, well-produced, well-thought-out music. That's what I envision. But it becomes, after you're only doing that for a while, it starts to feel like a little disingenuous if you don't express other sides of yeah. yourself. So now I'm doing that on TikTok. Now we're making other, you know, I do that well, on TikTok. Yeah, you know, we're I mean, expressing the, all the different parts of myself in that. Yeah, I mean, there's still evolution and progression as a musician. You know, mm-hmm. like, and it's not, it's not getting stale, but sometimes you maybe want to try something different to keep it fresh. Yeah, just yourself. so to keep it fresh yeah. up. Yeah. I, but I, I like the, uh, the, the kind of maybe doing like a lyric over maybe a more non conventional, or at least non conventional for what you typically yeah. would do over that. There's that one song, and I do not know what it is called, but it's the, it's kind of like a mashup with, uh, Elton John's, uh, uh, Rocket Man, and it's a uh, oh, oh, it's uh, Dua Lipa does it right? It, it is Dua, yeah. It's a beautiful song. It's really good. It's and it's one of those songs where like it comes on. I'm looking around. I'm just like, does everyone know how much I want to fucking get up and dance? To this Bro, right now? it's great. It is so good. Oh, I know, I love it. It's it, but it's it's, but I mean, that's again when you listen to like you know what Rocket Man was, and then throw that in on top of it. It be, and that's been happening for years, but that one hit differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, sometimes they'll turn like a song. That's maybe not like a dance song, and they'll put a dance beat behind it, and then mm-hmm. they'll play it at like, you know, some bar. Yeah, no, that was just more of a reimagining. But that like a is a completely, yeah, that one hit way, way, way different, mm-hmm. and it is so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, dude, I love that song. That's an amazing song, and that's a th- that one again. That was just a little bit different for me, but I, I love that like aspect of it. and that, that's what mm-hmm. the great thing about i think when you get in like streaming the social media can do is it gives people those types of ideas because that was not that i felt like it was it may have come from someone just fucking around and all of a sudden like uh that's mm-hmm. good keep going let's yeah, maybe turn that sure. into something because it's really good dude i i mean just speaking kind of on that and back to the the this is a crazy we can say that a lot of bad things about the time of world we are living in, and you know maybe we will see the apocalypse in our lifetimes. Uh, I know where I'm going. Yeah, I know where my I'm going plan, too. My plan is set <laughs> for sure Just to get some guns in North Olmsted, Kelly's Island. Kelly's Island. <laughs> I might see you there. I'll, I'll bring my guy too. I'll bring my gun guy. Uh, but I'll make sure I wear the dress. Show I'm non-threatening. Yeah. White flag. White flag was actually just a granny dress. But so so we you know it, we can say what we want about the time we live in as far as like the negative parts but it has never been a better time to create stuff oh my god it's crazy man the amount of just like unleashed creativity and just like the ability to create has never been just like easier just to like to mash things up like that to create on tiktok like i said like i just you know i wrote a 16 bar verse that is just there now based off of a, a producer i've never met and never will meet on the other side of the world yeah and just like i mean Logic super e- just recording software is super easy. You're making a podcast from your house. I mean, this is oh my god, this uh, is so easy. I love 
this, this here, time of This is probably, life. this will be, I think this is the best example of how easy certain things are to live. So Friday night, we're at Deegan's in Lakewood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we met our friends there. They have two kids. One's five, one is eight. Um, the eight-year-old had a, uh, um, a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. And if Love anyone's those. ever had a Rubik's Cube, uh, it's basically the way to determine that you're not going to do very well in school, <laughs> yeah, or we'll get you a like, job at Wall like, Street. No, with uh, we'll get Will Smith a job on Wall Street. Yeah, that exactly. One so she's fucking around with this thing, and I, I'm noticing that she keeps solving it quickly. And but and this is this kind of shows about how intelligent this little girl is too. Mm-hmm. She what she was doing is when she was mixing it up again, she was memorizing the way that she was mixing it up and just reversing it. Oh uh, wow! So I'm like, well, so right in itself, I'm like, okay. She's obviously a lot smarter than I am to That's start crazy, with. Yeah. But then I was like, give me that. And I mixed it up where she couldn't see it. I handed it back to her. She pulled out an app on her phone or on the, oh, the wow. iPad, which showed her how to actually finish the Rubik's Oh, she cube. showed her like the algorithms? Yeah. Oh, my God. And she finished it the other way, too. I'm like... Anyone that's just like, I mean, it's so easy to live now. Oh, it's so easy to live, so easy to learn, so easy to create. It's just so crazy. I mean, we, real. I could, li- I could take like, like a nineteen-year-old. Like, I, we, I saw some family today. I've, honestly, I could take my nineteen-year-old nephew and I could drive him into Willoughby and I could throw his phone in the river and I think he would die. Ha! I'd probably die. I, I'd, I'd have a tough time. I'd try to find someone. They say shit to me all the time, like, "How would you guys like meet up when you were a kid?" I'm like, "We were fucking really good at planning stuff." Yeah, we just <laughs> we're had... like, "Be at Dairy Queen at eight. If not, I'll just see you at school on Monday." Yeah, because <laughs> that's just we didn't have a way to get a hold of each other. I dude, that is crazy. I mean, I you know, not to say I'd never have lived in a world. I lived in a world without cell phones. I guess. I mean, I'm about half and half. Yeah, I'm like, I'm yeah, like twenty and twenty. Myself, yeah, like I guess. High school is when cell phones are really a thing. Well, I mean, I guess the Nokia was around, but like, yeah, like cell phone usage is like high school. But yeah, I can't even believe my mom and dad. My mom and dad uh, talked to told me a story about when they went to uh, not Kelly's Island. What's the other one? Putin Bay. Yeah, Putin Bay in like the eighties, and my dad. Get, there's the ferry. My dad, like, somehow in a ruckus, like, gets on the ferry and leaves my mom. Like, she just, like, can't get on the ferry. The door's closed, and it pushes off, and my dad has all of the money. And my mother is just on the shore, has to wait for another ferry. My dad is just on a boat, and he doesn't wait. They go, they're divorced now, and this is probably the precursor. Why? <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they eventually, they're disappointed, you know, they're separated, my dad just goes out in Putin Bay, like from that point, just like ah, I guess I'll meet up with her, which is already an insane idea that you're gonna like. It's a needle in a haystack. This is like summertime Putin Bay too, and they just met up again. And like later that day, my mom just found my dad. I'm like, how would you even believe that that was possible without a cell phone? Well, picture like like remember like going to like Geauga Lake or Cedar Point when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and the most important part of the day was understanding do not leave your father and your mother's side because there are 200,000 people there and they're not going to fucking find you. Yeah. <laughs> now they're just like, oh, they're gone. Here, just text real quick. Yeah, Meet me off. at the Big Dipper and I'll see you there in 10. Yeah. It's it's just, it's wild. And like, yeah, a lot of kids, younger kids, like teenagers, they're just like, how did you guys do this? And even now I'm kind of like, Honestly, I don't, I don't know. Really, remember? Because I don't yeah. think I could do it now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You handed me a map. I'm like, what the hell is this? I do. My phone died. I was driving to Houston. I do concrete work for my dad, and my phone died. 
and it just like on the way, I just like didn't have a charger. I had to go get a charger. But like for a second, I'm like, am I gonna have to like use a map? <laughs> I know. I mean, it's a pretty straight shot. I mean, you go. I thought like, you were gonna be like, am I gonna have to sell my body? Yeah, am I gonna have to? <laughs> am I gonna pull over a truck stop and like? Do some stuff. Sell I'm your body before map. <laughs> for a map. <laughs> Utilize map in car. Like, I'm going to have to sell my body. Yeah, I was like, well, that's the thing, too. Like, I realized, like, I don't even have a map. Like, am I going to use a map? Maybe. I don't even have a map. I don't even know where to get a map. That's oh, funny. no. Like, I don't Yeah, cars don't have maps anymore. No way. There's no hard maps anymore. No you got to go to, like, deep in Texas where they hate phones. They have maps. Dude, speaking of, not deep Texas, but, well, I went to Houston. But on the way to Houston, I went through New Orleans because there was a bunch of tornadoes. In, uh, well, one, you can go two ways to get to Houston, Texas, or Cleveland, Ohio. You can go, and this is no shade on Little Rock, Arkansas. I've had a good time there before. I don't have a big Little Rock audience, so go ahead. It's <laughs> It's great. <laughs> I haven't hit that demographic yet. Where we is. Let me tell you, when you do, it, it's a market. People, they love Little Rock and Little Rock. But yeah, you can go through Little Rock, or you could go south, and you can go through New Orleans and cut over. I was like, well, New Orleans. I'm going to New Orleans. Yeah. Had a great time. Um, but when you're in between New Orleans and Houston, there is a gas station truck stop that I had been to, like I said, when I was a street performer. I used to just take little like week trips to just like go play on the street and then just like make enough money really just to pay for the trip yeah so i went to new orleans on one and uh and went to houston from new orleans to play a gig in houston it was like probably 2016 and uh, i was with krista cole producer best friend and my friend liz and we saw signs for a gas station that was promoting that they had a live tiger and we were like i mean we gotta go we went there and it was a really small gas station like four pumps and an inside, which was like overcrowded with tchotchkes, mostly with a tiger's face. And the, I remember one T-shirt that like it had a speech bubble coming out of an open tiger's mouth, and it just says, "I eat members of PETA for breakfast," which I assume just because they probably had all these animal rights sure. acts for like, dude, knock it wait, off with wait, the tiger. What state was it? It was in Louisiana. Okay, I was wondering if it was the Tiger King. I don't think it was the Tiger King. So we go and there's just this tiger. I mean this tiger was in a ti- probably smaller than this room right here I mean oh, it, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. it was a tiny tiny cage for a tiger and it looked sad man yeah man. I never forgot it and on the way down now so that was like 2016 or something was driving through totally forgot about it saw the signs saying live tiger gas station I'm like holy shit I gotta go and I went they've completely upgraded there are now like 27 pumps tiger has died. Tiger's dead. Tiger died in 2018, and they just have it taxidermied in the front. And they weren't allowed. They like couldn't get. They weren't allowed to get another tiger. No. Well, so I asked about what state because uh, um, I heard this stat. I have no idea if it's true, but it seems like it would be. Was that Texas has more in captivity either tiger? No, I think it was tigers. More in captivity private collection tigers in Texas than in the remainder of the world. Because Whoa. it's just full they of have like, like an exotic animal. Like you yeah. just have exotic animals it's in Texas. It's against fucking Texas. Texas. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like when you're talking about like weird shit that happened in the '80s. You're just like, yeah, it was the '80s. Like that's kind of what Texas and Florida kind of <laughs> turned into. You know, someone's it's like, "Why does that Texas. happen?" We're like, well, it's in Texas. You're like, oh, and that just uh, explains it. But yeah, and funny. I can't remember. <laughs> I'll see if I can yeah, find yeah, it. Yeah. It was a podcast conversation. Let me see if I can. I'll find the clip and send it to you. Yes, yeah, they, they said it with such confidence. I was like. 
I feel like that would be true. That's so true. I mean, like I've been to Texas a few times. It is another country. It I is. Mean, it is. Yeah. If you're not in Austin, you are in Austin. Is the island inside of inside Texas. of Texas? Yeah. The rest for of sure. Texas is because I've been to like you know Dallas and Houston and and I, I like them. They were nice cities, sure. but they're different. For oh, sure. for sure. And those are the cities. I mean, we're talking. If you're in, oh, I don't Mar- if you're in Marfa, Texas, just like middle of nowhere. I'm, I once, I was, I, I said Marfa. I drove through Marfa, Texas. I drove like through Texas because I was dating a girl in Austin on my way to Los Angeles. I moved across the country, stopped in Austin, and then I went to Marfa, Texas, middle of nowhere. And I parked my car in the middle of the like small, quaint town in the middle of Texas desert. And I saw a man with his family. And then the sheriff just showed up and he just kissed his wife and kids goodbye. And then handed himself over to the yeah. sheriff, got in the back of the car, drove away. And that's like the first thing I saw in that town. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. That was what did so... that guy do and why was he cool with it? He was so, it was so <laughs> serene. And the family was like, there was like, there were like little tears, but it wasn't like wailing or anything. It was just like, this is what I have to do, honey. I am, I think about that guy to like almost every week. I don't know if that's an exaggeration, but I think nope. about him a that's lot. That's okay. I have a guy like that who I think about too. Oh, tell me your guy. So, this was at the Browns game. So, it's kind of like Texas. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was, uh, I, it was like, it was like a work event. So, I, I got work take. I worked for a company in Akron and I just got Browns tickets all. I swear oh, to God, sweet. I went to like 15 games and I never had paid for them. Oh, that's I awesome. just kept stumbling on these tickets because I walked by a office at the right time Dude, and yeah. uh so we're up in like these the suite section it got so bad that when we went to a game without the suite my wife was like what what the fuck is this what, shit? what are this the poor, poor loser people? yeah <laughs> <laughs> but my wife and i after the first quarter we're like all right let's take go let's go to the elevator we'll go down to the gift shop and we'll buy because you know we're not look I, I like going to the games they're fun but i'm there for more for the social if the browns lost i sleep fine at night oh yeah yeah same. but the um so my wife and i were like all right let's go down to the gift shop to the end of the first quarter so it's maybe two o'clock in the afternoon uh-huh. elevator doors open there is a there's co- four cops all in one corner of the elevator and one guy in the middle my wife and i start walking on the lead cop looks at us and he puts his hand out and he shakes his head they clearly are taking this guy out of the out of the uh, out of the stadium, and so my first the elevator doors closed. Wow! And my wife and I look at each <laughs> other, and we're just like, "Keep in mind, it's it's like it's a Browns game. It's Sunday. What did this guy do? First of all, this early on to warrant four to cops. warrant four cops, and that he stood out in the sea of fucking morons, and they were just like, that one's way out of control. This guy's going that one's got to go. That's and I remember crazy. the look on this <laughs> guy's guy face. Too. The look on this guy's face was just like, totally worth it. <laughs> this guy was not upset. He wasn't just like, why are you guys picking on me? This guy's like, just like, fuck yeah. I'm a legend. You went streaking? You think, well, you probably would have known about it. I would have known that. Game. I yeah, don't know. This known, guy yeah. did something and he was fine with it. That's so And funny. these cops, it took, and these, I, that's the thing. Because for the most part, in my experience, Cleveland cops are just like, look, when they're at those events, they more keep the peace. They're, they're not, chill. Yeah, they're not I, really arrest. They could arrest everyone for everything they did. There would be no one at those games. Oh yeah, everyone is publicly intoxicated. Yeah, the, the, Cleveland is kind of a lawless city, man. Like if you're in the downtown area, specifically a big event, six like a.m. to four p.m. on Sundays is kind of like a. It's you kind, can kind of do what you're, as like long as you're purge. not murdering or like hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as you're not like actually hurting. Yeah. 
It's kind of like a drunken it's purge. A little drunken purging. Yeah. yeah. The it's, Muni lot is they a lawless. Let you go. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 Muni, the Muni lot is a bit like Uncharted Waters or was uh, International, International Waters. International Waters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's you, like when you take your lot, your, your, your yacht a little a little past that marker, like the Florida Keys, and all yeah. of a sudden you can gamble. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> With your life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. But like, and I think about that guy a lot because my That's... wife and I were just like, <laughs> what did he do? They were what like, sir, you are out of control. In the sea of drunken idiots screaming so and kids and they're just like nope that's like that guy that just guy can't, can't do here. it i can't have and you I, sir i think a lot about that guy that's so funny yeah we got the <laughs> that's amazing you got a guy man what? i went streaking once on uh, i should tell i mean i i don't know if i've actually i don't know if you can say well you know here we go how big's the audience how well <laughs> we'll find out uh so 75 percent cleveland um i went streaking cleveland well whatever it's uh, you know i feel like we're good uh, but you know, <laughs> when I, was this? This was in the during the George Floyd riots. I was oh. down at the protests, and I, you know, I was like, you know, being there, doing my part, just like being at protests. Just it was the times. It was twenty twenty. We were all doing it. And but then when stuff starts getting destroyed, I'm like, I'm out. I don't want to be here. Went to my friend's coffee shop, uh, which is called the Copper Moon. On it was just great. It's on East 12th and Euclid. You should totally go. It's my favorite spot. I go there every day. And I like stood outside to make sure that nobody was going to break his windows because that's like if I got to protect any business, I chose him. That's my yeah. boy. Please don't. Distra- and it's just him and his wife. Like I don't want those people to lose. Like it's yeah. small business. Don't lose. And a few other patrons were just there, so we were all just like defending it. Watched the shop for a little while, and then there was a curfew that was put out. Like you got to be inside by 9 p.m. So I'm like, okay, I'm heading out of the city, and then. We took sh- me and a couple of my friends took shelter in uh, what used to be Stella's because it was just like broken into already. Our friends owned it, and they were like, "You can be in there. Just make sure you're off the streets and make sure you don't let anybody else get in there, like take any of our stuff." And from that vantage point, I could see the baseball field, and I was like, "Well, if there was ever a moment, I mean, keep <laughs> my like I saw people run out of CVS with like." Percocets and lean, like I saw crimes happening, like at that thing, and I was like, if there's ever a time though that I was gonna streak, I mean, it would it would be right now. So without really any thought, I just like left my friends, left my phone, ran across the street, climbed the fence, climbed the fence, went down on the field, took off my clothes, didn't even run the bases. I was too scared. I mean, at that point, it's like adrenaline was coursing through me, and little did I know, apparently, someone called in like a. Like a like a bomb threat or something that day or like there was oh, yeah, some, they yeah, had yeah. like some tip that like they needed to like watch the field in case someone like I, I think like it blew it up or something and so there's people just watching the security cameras for that little and they see some guy running on the field like what's he got is he got he's taking off his clothes he's got explosives he's naked and I'm just like running around the outfield he's for got a, a bomb body he bomb body though <laughs> put on my clothes walk up the third baseline immediately. Uh, I see police officers on the other side of the thing, and like now I'm in a cage. Like now you realize, like I could try to run, but like ultimately I'm gonna have to climb a big long fence, and that's enough time for someone to get to where I am. So then I got arrested, went to county for like three days, stayed there. Everybody, I mean, amidst all the people who got arrested that night, it was crazy in county jail. It was just, dude, I mean, they put, I think they put most of the people like who were just like arrested that night. And we were mostly like with people who also had got arrested that day, but it was crazy. I was with this kid. He got arrested with two of his friends. So it was three of them. And they were probably like 19, 18. 
for like uh, maybe stealing or something. I don't even know what they got arrested for. But they, two of the kids were together, and then this kid was with me, and he was bummed because they were next door. And they clearly were having a really good time. Because, you know, you're arrested with your friend, you know? Like, we'll probably be all right. It's a pastime. Exactly. It's me and my buddy. And then he's just with me. And, like, we don't know each other. And he's, I mean, he's bummed. And he's not talking to me. Made my jail stay not so great. Got out. Charges were let go. Nothing happened. And um, then I ended up moving across the country. But anyways, yeah, went streaking on it. And then at the Copper Moon, just to kind of put a bow on the story, I ran into... The guy who arrested me, I was telling this story at the Copper Moon, and like a police officer, a friend of mine, was there, and he goes like, that was you? And like lifts his face up from his coffee cup. We make eyes. He goes, I'm the one who arrested your dumb ass. He's like one of my good friends now, too. <laughs> well, that's good. I, you know, I, my whole experience with that was, uh, um, I, honestly, I was kind of leery about going down there, and you know, I was with my wife, and it was a madhouse, and man. I was just like, you know, I, I, but I had friends down there, and they were just like, uh, I mean, it just turned kind of quickly, it, uh, like, like they're rapidly. like they're like protesting, protesting, and then like forty five minutes later, like don't come down here, yeah, it was like crazy, it, man. it's because it just it's, I don't know, I understand how it kind of turns so quickly, but it only takes one person to throw something and all of a sudden the cops are on alert oh, yeah. and then everything goes crazy. Well, and the Minnesota riots had already happened and everybody yeah. had seen like kind of the destruction. So it's and like, that had spread like... to already a couple other cities before Cleveland yeah. even had theirs. Oh, yeah. So everyone, and your know, cops obviously are on high alert because I know a couple Cleveland cops and they were just like, and they kind of all said the same thing. They're like, look, man, it's just, if, if there's 200 people down there, Three people cause a problem like that. Um, four, three people turn it into a problem. They turn mm-hmm. it into it. It gets manic for everyone because no one knows what's going on. It's crazy the high just, mindset of people. Man. It's crazy. It it's is. wild. It really like, speaking is. Speaking of like apocalyptic thing, kind of tying it back into that. Yeah. Like it is so easy to turn this ordered world into a chaos. It can so. fall apart quickly, very fast, very very quickly. Yeah, yeah. They were talking about that, but then yeah, uh, I went down the next day because a bunch of people that I know were like, "We're gonna go down and help clean up." So we went down there. We we're down on East Fourth. Not all the windows, but a good part of the windows were broken. Um, and then just random stuff was broken. Most of the graffiti had already been wiped down by like eleven or eleven thirty. Mm. And then uh, for the most part, I was like, "This really isn't all that bad." Uh, it was comparatively, a war zone when you were in it. Comparatively. It like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. yeah I mean, it was just wild. It was the first time I'd ever seen something like that. Just being in Mount was like, what yeah. is oh, going on? Yeah. Not sad. That's done. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But that's, yeah, that's a that's And a that was three thing, years man. ago. Dude, I mean, I kind of, I mean, just like, that was the times. Just politically, we were all shut in, and then, you know. It's crazy to think that was three years ago. That was ago. three years ago, and it's a completely different change of mindset. Like, I was even also thinking, like, I was on an airplane. I flew back from Houston. Nobody's wearing masks. And I was just thinking, like, that was inconceivable three years ago. Three years ago, I would never, just my mind was so warped with, like, paranoia and fear that I never would have sat next to a person on an airplane like without a mask. It's crazy, the shift of a mindset in three years. Well, you know, it's crazy. It's think about, like, like some places, in a way, never recovered. Mm. So you think about, like, what Portland is now. I you know, don't even know what Portland was or is. What's going so on in Portland? Portland? So, well, Portland was a place that I always wanted to visit, you know, because Portland, like, I, we, we had this thing. We wanted to do, like, a Seattle-Portland trip, mm. you know, three days in Seattle, three days in Portland, because it's super drivable. Plus, between both of those, you have city, mountains, beach, all within, like, three hours of each other. Really, really pretty. Wow. But Portland had this... Uh, 
I believe they called it Chaz, where basically citizens took over like f- oh, they're like the five, deep military zone, yeah, yeah, five blocks. Uh, it went terribly because the the fun, the, not the funny thing. It's not funny. Well, it's funny because it didn't happen to me. But like the, the <laughs> but the thing is, that they basically they're like this is an autonomous zone. There's no cops. There's no nothing. Mm. But what happened was what you kind of expected to happen is that they then started policing within the zone. So they basically were act- basically they, they were becoming all the things that they said that they hated. They mm-hmm. had closed borders. Only certain people were allowed in. They were policing. They were beating up photographers. I think like three people died. Like the Stanford prison experiment. It, in a way it, that kind of is, you know, but you know, you don't, you think you're, and I'm sure it all came from like a place of like, we just don't want this. But then you're like, holy shit, man, we got to kind of keep order here. Sure. So, uh, hey, uh, Ted, you're now our, I don't want to say sheriff because we don't believe in that. Huh. But you're in charge of, uh, we'll just say that you have to make sure that no one does anything wrong. And he's like, you mean a cop? <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, that's kind of what happened. Yeah, for and, sure. You know, that place, it was a, you know, I think the, the, the mayor in the city kind of just let it happen which you can argue was it the right move or the wrong move or i don't know mm, that's why yeah. i don't make those choices sure and uh but yeah it's I just sing happy songs man. exactly I man how to fix yeah. dude i like ah but that what? place like it's it's unfortunate i think a lot of it a lot of businesses have left because mm-hmm. you know then they started smashing up and they're still protesting and they're still it's still gotten really it's still bad a lot of the police force left which is i don't care what anyone says is bad and then yeah, it's wild it's but yeah that place it's never really kind of fully recovered. Like all the, a lot of the businesses have just kind of left. Like all the the corporate ones, like the Walmarts. Sure, like, we they... can't. All the WalMarts. I know that was one. I know packed up and left. They took all of their business out of there. They're like, we can't stay here. It's just, it's not safe for the employees. It's sure. just, there's not. It's just, it's one of those things. And I, I don't. Again, that's why I don't make the decisions on on shit like that. And I don't want to. Oh, I know, man. But then other ones like did really, really, you know, kind of did well, you know, and, and have kind of bounced back, like. I went to New York uh, like April 2021, and it was like the week where everything opened back up. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought it was just like Mardi Gras, New Year's Eve, and, and Patty's Day rolled into one. Everyone was so happy to be out, and everyone was just, and it's in New York. You know, you have these things like, Yo. it's crazy in New York. You got to be careful. People were just hugging each other. They were just so happy to, for it to be open back up again. And uh. they kind of had like an opposite where, they were all just like, hey, man, it really sucked because, you know, it's New York. I understand why they had to kind of close mm-hmm. so tight because they're so right so next to each other, quarters, man. Yeah. And, man, it was it was awesome. Like, we went to a comedy club the night that, uh, like, the, their first night. All these comics went on stage and did, like, 30 minutes with, like, a three-hour show. killed. And they were just... Everyone Because they killed. were so, like, just energetic because they were so happy. They come on stage like, I am so happy to be here. It's my first set in 18 months, let's have some fucking fun. I mean, it was like... That's awesome. It was like all your friends having their their 21st birthday party at the exact same time. Everyone was just having a blast. That's so they cool. had like the opposite. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just so psyched. And it's it's just wild like how those things happen. And, and just, it's still... And we're not that far away we're from We're not that. that far away from that entire thing. Dude, it's a complete mindset, which I don't know if it's like... Yeah, it's just why. I mean, I don't. I don't, I, I don't know what happened there, and it. The, but it was a completely. I am Where a, were you during during all that? Um, during twenty twenty. So twenty twenty, I was living. Beginning twenty twenty, I was living in Los Angeles. Okay. I went on tour with uh, this band called the Reese Brothers. Uh, it's like a two. They're super cool. They're from Florida, and like this dude uh, Charlie, he he plays bass with his left hand, and then he 
drums with his right hand and what? he's the lead singer. And then this dude Kevin, his the other brother, and he just shreds guitar. They're awesome. And uh, that's who should be in charge of stuff. Right? Yeah, Someone exactly. All three. Someone of those. can do all those three things. I that feel like he could be in charge of Portland. And knows how to make decisions. I'll call him. I'll let him know if he ever. <laughs> that's if the, the music thing's not working. That's He'll the mayor turn it of around. Portland. Yeah, he will turn it around. Charlie Reese for mayor. Uh, he's the. He's actually going on tour with uh, Mookie, who's on New Place, is going yeah. on tour with uh, those guys this summer. But anyways, I was on tour with them, and my friend Loser Chris, who's out of Charleston. And he he calls himself he, he identifies it's his pronoun a loser I don't uh, I don't call him that <laughs> he calls himself you, loser I just assumed you had two yeah. Chris's in your life and one was yeah really well, well yeah he's just way less then, cool yeah <laughs> actually that loser loser Chris is way cool <laughs> uh, Chris Tacola is cool but he's just you know he's locked in he's making a business he's just like locked in loser Chris is uh I think just like the conventional terms of cool I mean he's going out he's like socializing all the time anyways so I get back from tour. In Cleveland, and I'm about to fly out to LA, and my flight is like the day, or my flight is like the day after the world shuts down. So it's like, oh, geez. I guess I'm gonna stay in Cleveland, and then I stayed in Cleveland for with Chris Tacola, my producer guy, and we made that album, the Make Yourself Happy with the gratitude on it, in his apartment. I stayed with him and his his now wife girlfriend at the time. They just moved into an apartment together for the first time, and it's like. I actually just married them recently, and I told this in my speech, my little, uh, like, you know, the speech in front of people, how, yeah. like, God bless their souls. Like, I've just been with them for so many milestones of their relationship, one being, like, they move out. I'm so excited to have their own place. And it's like, hey, guys, you mind if I crash? And I just stayed with them <laughs> for the beginning of the pandemic. Drank too much, just like everybody. Uh, and, um, but then I, yeah, and then I, was in Cleveland for a little while. I was planning on going back to LA in like June. And then I fucking streaked on the field and then was really scared that I was going to like something bad was going to happen. And like, was freaked out moved, went back to Los Angeles, packed all my stuff, came back to Cleveland thinking there was going to be some sort of repercussions I was going to have to deal with. And then kind of all the, I just kind of fell through and, God I think a lot of times what happens in those scenarios is that they arrest people so people can see people getting arrested. I don't think I think a lot of people get released without charges. I think oh, yeah. just, I think they're just trying to calm everyone down. I think that was yeah, you're grabbing and arresting people. Arrest. It's like, oh, they're arresting people. We should fucking yeah. Calm this down. one dude who was in there, he he like got arrested in the morning because he was walking from his a friend's apartment. They like had a party or something into his new apartment, but he just moved into that new apartment, so his license didn't say that address, and he was just like on the streets, and they just arrested him and put it just yeah. yeah it's just mass everybody's going to jail i think like this is the only way to kind of stop this right now yeah. this is all we can think of god that place sucks too i count i mean i'm not saying i really know what it's like in there but i've been in there and it's <laughs> mansfield too. prison's my favorite <laughs> yeah you know there's a golden jail cell you know that in mansfield prison lil wayne shot a music video there and he just shot in one of the prison cells and it's he spray painted it gold so there's just one cell in there really it's gold I've never seen it. I've just been told this, but I'm recanting of something that someone has told me. That's okay. So if it's that's, false, that's fact. this is what telephone is. No. no. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then you'll say it's a silver cell. Well, I mean, I'm literally, there's three computers in this room. I could verify this, yeah, but I'm not going to. Yeah, that's gonna, just way more fun to just believe it. what people say. I'd rather say. just speculate and like, yeah, you know, exactly. make up rumors. You know, that's even crazier, too, in the modern age. There's so many ways to find out the truth. And, and people I would still just, argue. And people still <laughs> argue, and I just all, <laughs> yeah, for real, though. 
And also, it's just so much more fun for me to just believe what people tell me. I people don't ever still just sit up. there and argue about I'm, someone that said something. I'm like, it's on YouTube. He you said it. Easily right here. We can all out. watch it. They're like, that's, that's, I just would rather that's bicker. Bullshit, bro. I'd rather bicker and then believe what people tell me in person, I even agree. though there's, it's the least reliable way. I'd rather pick sides based on who I think is most attractive. Yeah. Oh boy, that's <laughs> I'm big on that. Man, I'm really not. I just want to. I just want to get this on air and just say I am a dumb person. <laughs> just so not smart. <laughs> In general, I'm uh, more of an instigator anyway. I'm yeah, like, bro, I don't think that's true. You should probably say something. It's crazy. I was writing a uh, this is just on me not being smart and that kind of thing. I, mean, I was writing a verse once with uh, with James, and uh, I think it was like a feature for something he was doing. And I was just like there when he was writing it, kind of just like spitballing, talking lyrics and stuff. And he's like, he's writing something that's like, it's like a just a classic reggae type thing, just like bring down the system, the man, the power, just. The power is in you. And I was like, James, you know what's crazy? Is someone's going to hear this verse of yours and they're going to think, like they're going to take your perspective as like, this guy's done his research. Yeah. And we're just making up anything that sounds vaguely, you know, empowering and political that rhymes. <laughs> like it's crazy how much, like it, all of my favorite rappers too. Like I Someone's take... dropping out of law school because of this verse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just like, man, the amount of things that I just take people's like, my I idolize rappers, and that is such a dangerous thing to do. Like, I mean, idolizing anyone where you don't understand exactly, because especially when you're talking about like a lot of abstract writers, mm -hmm. you know, where where it's not just kind of like it's cut and dry. You know, you think about like songs that that you think are about one. I mean, the the one that that so pops in my mind all the time is the the nursery rhyme "Ring Around the Rosy." It's about the it's about the black plague. Yeah, black that's plague, about right? the black plague, and yet you sing that to fucking kids, mm -hmm. but because of the way that it's actually relayed to people, mm. but you're but then someone's just like, wait, what the hell is that about? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine someone was just like this beautiful song? I just sang it to little Cindy as she was jump roping, like the one about the black plague. Don't die. Like, like, I'm don't never die singing like that. that to little Cindy again. Because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's tough, man. Because you don't know like what a lot of that is. Like like for me, uh, I really like like Tool. Perfect circle. I'm, mm -hmm. a, I'm a very big fan, and Maynard, the uh, the the lyricist and lead singer, there's a lot of comedy in his lyrics and the way that he writes. Even though the songs sound very serious and dark, a lot of it's a joke, and it's that's that trips me up. And then sometimes, and then I because then I'll go in rabbit holes because I want to mm -hmm. know the meanings of songs sometimes. Oh, and yeah. some of them you're just like, oh my god, that's what that's about. Mm -hmm. that yeah, is for so sure. Dumb. Yeah, it's crazy how like the the, the line of satire and and. And wow. what someone's actually done any sort of research in is just like yeah. totally turn out that something is just a complete joke. Totally or, or sound deaf. Yeah, it's just not what you thought. It was like it's a conversation that I had with a friend. That's what it's about. You're mm -hmm. like, it's not about the end of the world because I'm very into the I end really of the world. I quit my job for this, man. Yeah, <laughs> I quit my job for this. I've been following you around uh, based on that verse. So yeah, you're telling me it's not about the end of the world and how we should take over the government. He's like, no, Dude, that was like, about most me buying of my political views are like based on <laughs> rap songs. That's so dangerous. That, I mean, you know, not to say these. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, these people are honestly relaying their personal experience for sure. Yeah. But like, I don't know, man. I'm just like really <laughs> a lot of my worldview and like political perspectives is based on just people who are good at rhyming or basically hey. just glorified nursery rhymists. And I, Jay, <laughs> I'm in the same boat as you. My, it's crazy. my political allegiance is very for sale, <laughs> dude. If yeah. you impress me, I'm on your team. And uh, you're like, you're into what? I'm like, all right, well, I really like your music. 
I'll I'll come around. Celebrity sway me, man. It's crazy. It does. It's it gets so wild. That's what gets wild. Do you remember the first kind of like song where the, either whether it be song or artist where you're like, uh, I think I might want to do this. Uh, where I was like, I got to rap. I was just where I want to be a rapper. It, either want to be or just. Or if it's like, want to be a rapper, where you're just like, where it's different than I think it's got to be Eminem because I was just actually I work at Cordelia downtown. Oh, I love that place. Well, it's so great, um, and they play a lot of hip hop, and uh, Eminem came on. Actually, they do in the Dish Pit. They play hip hop there, but separately in the Dish Pit, the dude's doing dishes also plays hip hop in the Dish Pit, and he's playing a lot of Eminem. And I was like, they were playing Mockingbird, and I was like, I know every word to that song, and I haven't listened to it. In probably ten years, and I just remember like, I it's got to be Eminem because just like I memorized Eminem's. I mean, Haley, I know you miss your mom, and I know you miss your dad, and I'm gone, but I'm trying to give you the life that I never had. Like it's all just there, and I think I would, and I would just memorize the Eminem lyrics and then recite them all the time. And then it was Lil Wayne too. So I think, but Eminem's like, what the Eminem show when yeah. that came out, I got that CD when I was seventh grade. I was grade school of some way, and. I just memorized the entire thing. And I feel like that... I don't know if that was like, I want to be a rapper, but... I mean, you I realized definitely... something was different, though. Something was different. It felt good to just, like, relay those words, to just do that. Because a lot of us listen to music. A lot of us like music. We do. But sometimes some people hear something, and it's different. It and I, like, different. memorize it. Yeah, I like felt that. inclined to, like... Yeah. I stitch those words in me, and I can do them word for word and then perform them. So I think that is probably, like... One of the earliest memories that, and there's this comedian that combined with there's a comedian named Brian Regan, and I love Brian Regan too. He's great. Yeah, he's very. I funny. memorized his whole set, his whole hour stand up where he talks about little league baseball and he talks about the. Anyways, it's uh, I think it's standing up is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. I memorized that whole thing and I would recite the hour <laughs> to people in grade school because they didn't know who Brian Regan was. So I would just like basically try to pawn it off as myself, and then I think just the combination of like. I think this is the, the rap thing is feels truer, like the poetry, just yeah. like st expressing emotions, and then the idea of performing and standing up, where those are my two biggest influences. I feel like early signs. It's like I want to be in front of people. I like doing this. I don't have any like skill to like relay my own profound thing yet, but I memorize these guys. Yeah, and I feel like I'm eventually making a path towards something here. Well, I mean, everyone starts. Mm -hmm. in, anyone. Uh, let's stick with comedy and music. Anyone. Any comic remembers a comic. Any musician remembers a song. Some remember both. Mm -hmm. You know, when you talk about like like, there's a lot of cross pollination with those. Like going back to Tool Maynard, he really loved. Um, oh shit, I'm blanking on him right now. Uh, a comic, Fred Durst. Oh. Yeah, it's him. <laughs> as we all love him. <laughs> uh, there was a comedian that they actually te they they took him on tour because. Maynard just fell in love with him. She thought really? he was so funny. So he would <laughs> open tool? the tool shows with a comedy set. That's funny. Because they just loved him so much. And I'm so pissed right now that I cannot think of who this... I And we'll I know his name. He's, he's, he's very well known and everyone knows who he is. He was very influential. But Chris uh, Rock. Yeah, Chris Rock and, and Tool. <laughs> no, he's dead. He, not uh, Chris Rock. <laughs> the guy, uh, the, this guy, is uh, he's George actually Carlin? passed. Not, not Carlin. Okay. I mean, we can just keep I'm not going to keep doing that, but... <laughs> Roseanne Barr? Yeah. 
Betty White? Yeah. Was it Betty it White? Was Betty White. <laughs> but they're like, uh, but, but there's a lot of them. Like anyone that I talk to or anyone that I hear, like there, there's someone that they remember. They're like, that's when it was different for me. Mm. You know, like Eddie Murphy talking about how Pryor was different for him. Mm. You know, all those guys. You know, mm-hmm. the, 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 there's something that they heard and they're like, that's different. You know, like I think, uh, you know, musicians, a lot of musicians really like uh, Sight, obviously, also like a Zeppelin, but a lot of them will say like Depeche Mode. You know, a lot of musicians love Depeche Mode. Ones you wouldn't think I don't of, they even love know The who Cure. That is what the fuck, really? Yeah, you actually. Like I just said, I'm not going back. I'm probably, you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know. I who, know every J Cole song because you know who Depeche Mode is. You just don't know it's Depeche Mode. Is it? Who's uh, that? Personal Jesus. You're saying things. You're a fucking weirdo. You're looking at me. Uh, I'm not saying that in a nasty <laughs> way. Yeah. I want to play some songs for you. Yeah, yeah, we will do that. I promise you, you know who it is. You just don't know it's the Okay, okay. I believe very, you. They're very, very well I believe known, that's true, songs. but yeah. I will tell you. I mean, I didn't go back. I yeah. came out of the womb in 92, and it was 92 on. <laughs> I mean, it also feels like you like Men in Black from like 92 to 2001. I did do and that. So basically, you were born in 2001. I was basically born in 2001, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. My friend has a theory about that. Like he's like, we call ourselves '90s babies, but like everything I remember, like SpongeBob Square, like anything I would say is nostalgic from my childhood it happened in 2000s. Well, yeah, sure. that, that's when I had no my my memory didn't come no online. No one's building until memories the, at five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> memory I didn't come online until the 2000s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, man, like, I'm not a '90s baby. A '90s yeah. baby was born in the '80s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was born in '77. I'm not just like, man, fucking Aerosmith. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember shit till like 88. Yeah, exactly. That's that's And when it didn't they... really start hitting with me till 92. Till 90 something. Yeah. yeah. I was way off. So I just came in and I just yeah. came online. Yeah. Good time. Just came 92. online. All of a sudden, Wayne all of a sudden I'm like, man, maybe I should be paying attention to what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Because there's actually some pretty cool shit out here. And it turns out the world's going to end in 20, in 2000. Millennium. Yeah, it was 2000. Yeah. What was that called? Wait, when were you born? That was a, uh, uh, it was just uh, Y2K. Y2K. Yeah. yeah. That was a uh, yeah. The, I remember that too because I was at a party and some asshole cut the breakers to all the lights in the house when Just the ball dropped. Because most none of us really thought it was going to happen. But was there it was, like all like they like computers weren't backing up stuff? Was that the theory? It, or they like, were saying that basically like like the computers would reset. They weren't none of them were built. Because you, know, you go 1999, basically when it turned, it wouldn't turn to 2000. It would just go back to zero, oh. and everyone was just like. I feel like that's not what's going to take us all out. That seems very stupid. It seems easy. And, uh, and of course, funny. nothing happened. But there was always this underlying, like we talked about this for like eight months. And there was this underlying thing. And then I remember being at this party and some fucking asshole, and by that I mean genius, thought that it would be funny is right when the ball drops, because we're all super drunk and we're young. We think it's funny to count down as soon as it hit. Midnight, he cut the breakers to everything in the house. That's so and funny. Everything went dead and no one screamed, no one did anything. No, it was, everyone, it went dead fucking fuck. silent. And everyone's like, <laughs> everyone's like, holy shit, this is real. Wow. And we're that's all so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It was God. a genius move. That's amazing. And at the at the time, I was just like, "Oh my god, this is terrible! I can't believe this." I'm looking around. I'm like, "What are we, where do we go? Where's how do we get to Kelly's Island?" I didn't even know what Kelly's Island was. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get somewhere. <laughs> I didn't even know what Kelly's Island was at that at that point. Oh, so, I, so I was good. stuck. I was stuck in Akron. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that was Y2K. It turned out that didn't pan out either. It's not going to be Y2K. It's not going to be 2012. It's going to be something that we do. Yeah. Something real, real, real dumb. <laughs> fucking. It's going to be something that gets generated somewhere in like fucking Dayton. I just hope it's not. I Dayton's going to take us out. Or, or the aliens come. I think the aliens have already come and they're just like, 
they're gonna do it themselves. Nah, just go just on to let it, a, let let's just be. move on to another. There's a speaking of, I there I stopped at a highway truck stop on my way home from Los Angeles on that sad car ride home. Uh, it's uh, off the highway. It's called the Thing, and there's a there's a museum in a gas station that talks about how aliens showed up with the dinosaurs and then like gave them thought implant like gave them this like headset that allowed them to like be smart enough to do work for the aliens and then the, then the the dinosaurs started revolting it's like a whole museum <laughs> and it just talks about how like aliens have been with us from the dinosaurs on and have influenced every aspect of history i got to tell you you should go with that gas like <laughs> well, that's it's essentially what war of the worlds in scientology is yes but in a gas station <laughs> in oh, the middle of nowhere. In the so middle much of more easily digestible. Much more easily digestible, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. You're willing to believe anything, man. It's If you're driving through New Mexico or wherever, I think it was Arizona, I don't know, one of them, there's nothing I, to look at. I'm willing to believe anything. <laughs> I miss shit like that because I, like. Roadside attractions? Well, or? just road trips in general because road trips for me are done. I'm never, if it's so far away, I'm going to fly or not go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, there, there's not going to be a cross-country trip for me in a car yeah. anymore. Like, that's just not going to happen. Yeah, no, the Jack Kerouac days are all behind you. Nah, I'm, pre- I'm not even sure I was ever, ever in those. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but like, you know, you know, when you're younger and I don't have any money, not that I have a lot now, <laughs> but like, you know. We're like, well, planes are too expensive. In between the four of us, we was piling this car. We'll just, you know, we'll go down to, you know, fucking Georgia, and we'll just figure it out ourselves. But we can all get down there if we all chip in forty bucks. Fuck yeah, versus man! Versus each one of us buying a three hundred dollar plane ticket. I'm stopping. And that was always fun. We're like, we'll just stop at something attraction. that we see is funny. Or I'm stopping at everyone, Meryl. I'm yeah. so bad to travel with. Like on tour, like I've toured a couple times. James, my friend James. Began, but he's in Tropidelic. They're like they're crushing it. They are they are a well oiled machine. Tropidelic. They're like they have a tour bus. They go city to city. They do like three hundred shows a year or something like that. Just I don't know, crazy. Wow, it's, really? it's an absurd amount of shows they do. They're on tour right now, and because of that, you know, they have to be on a pretty rigid schedule just in order to like make sure they're at all of those dates. And so James is just like used to that lifestyle. It's very it's very regimented. It's very like we have to be here. We have to do this. We, it's a job. It's like a real job. And for me. Touring is a job, but at this point in my life, it's like it's a second job and more of like my life is lived through the tour. Like they're fun for me, you know. Sure, I, sure. I make a little money, but it basically pays the expenses that for me to get there because I'm just having fun and it's great. So I stop at every roadside attraction. I've gone on tour James a couple times and he's just like, dude. We gotta go, but it's like, but Grandpa's Cheese Barn. I gotta go to Grandpa's. You che- gotta stop. At you gotta stop Grandpa's Cheese Barn. That's non-negotiable. But things on the. <laughs> Quite frankly, if James doesn't want to stop, you really, honestly, it's time to start looking for some new friends at Grandpa's Cheese Barn. Yeah, yeah. You gotta he's, stop. Yeah, he, he's he humors me every time we go. It's when I make him stop at every. I have a rule when I'm traveling with him at this point just to make him mad. Uh, where it's like we have to stop at every Einstein bagels that I see. <laughs> Why Einstein? It's just kind of like you don't see them a lot. So if there is one, I just like I think it's like a why Einstein is just to make just to frustrate my friends. That that's the the whole real reason. But there's like it's not like you don't see them every exit. It's like it's kind of a rarity enough. But if you see like two in a row, like we'd have to stop at both of those. Oh yeah, and uh, I really like uh, rest areas. I, I don't know why, but I do. Oh, I, I love rest areas. I, I love a rest area where there's like you know a Burger King and like a Subway and, you and just then, like Sbarro a gift shop too. and a Sbarro like and then gas stations and then you can maybe stay there if you want to. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I really, really, really like those a lot. Oh, I right. always like going in there and just getting like a keychain or a hat. Oh, or some I love shit. them, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I so I. 
I don't understand the Einstein thing, but I mean, I, I understand the one. You got to have a stop like at something. That. Everybody's got their one thing, yeah. you know. Because also, I really like stickers and magnets too. Those are my my. That's your. Those are the things that I pick up everywhere we go. Ah, that's nice. You have like a bunch in your fridge. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's sweet. I love that. Yeah, I've stickers, to magnets. That. I got some here. Every time I go anywhere, out of the state, out of the different city, different country, I need a magnet for sure. That's wow. sick. Yeah. I love that. I don't know why. I just started I doing that. Say, yeah, when you build a collection like that, I've been doing pins. I have a dartboard and I've been filling with pins. That's ah, been my okay. thing lately. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I just do. Do you think, I mean, touring seems difficult. Uh, I mean, really, really. I mean, like 300 really a year. Like really touring, like they were Super doing it. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that ultimately something you would want to do? Or, yeah. Because, you know, you, you hear about like some bands and they, like some people do it and they're like, I'm not built for this. And other people are like, it's just that's just part of the gig, bro. I flip like, flop on it because I don't know. Like, yes, I mean, ideally, it's just essential if you really want to grow. I think if you want to make music your life, I think it's just. I mean, there's not an option. I think yeah. you have to tour. Uh but even just like the tour, I've toured like I've been on like four or five tours, and like I mean, tour tours, and then I played shows out of town, like like one off. But and it's just like just to be. Sli- I don't know. Just to be gone from home that long, it just like wears on you. I don't know. And seeing, I have a lot of friends that tour like full time, and just it's there's a lot of highs for sure. But then I've definitely seen them have like a lot of lows, and I don't think any of them would trade it for the world. But it's just a little. I, I've I've seen them at their lows too, and it's just like to see. I I flip flop. I flip flop every day of whether yeah. I want to tour all the time or don't. It's also just vocally exhausting. Just like oh, every yeah, night yeah. you have to do. A set and like, especially as a rapper, like I'm talking. That's a workout. That's a vocal workout. I'm talking for an hour straight, nonstop, and it's but 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 and it's like serious vocal control too. And it's like after a while, like my voice it just starts to hurt. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Speaking I mean, of which, and I'm sorry that we are north of an hour into this. Do you want something to drink? Oh yeah. So, well, what do we got here? What do you want here? I'm gonna pause this real quick. I'm gonna get you a drink. <laughs> So, sorry. Now I got water. <laughs> now you got water and a beer. <laughs> and a beer it yeah. went from, uh, oh, I'm okay. I drank too much yesterday. How about some water? I'll have a beer. I get a beer. I had a sip of water. I'm like, I could treat myself to a beer. I drank yeah, water. Yeah, now that you've today. hydrated with yeah. the one sip of water, you're like, I'll have a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, um, so I, I asked the touring thing just because I, it, yeah. it's, it's a, because of like the reach you can get with like social media and streaming. You know, I I know it's still a necessity, but I didn't know if it was as much of a necessity because you can get your music out there a lot easier. Sure. Um, but still, the live shows, man. I mean, ultimately, if someone really likes your music, they do want to see it live. There's nothing like a good live show. You have to go. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you really want to make, and I think if you want to make money, I mean, just like yeah. if you want to oh, like yeah. successfully do it as a job, that's just part of the job. Um, so like, yeah, ultimately. I do. I just made myself a business. So I think just to justify making myself a business, I have to start going on tour. And that's just going to be a vocally kind of draining thing. But I do love the people. I love performing, period. And I love the pe- like meeting the people. I've met some of my, like, it's just cra- it's crazy the people you meet on tour. Like, friends that you've met. Like, I have friends that I consider, like, like super, super good friends that I see twice a year maybe but just in the nature of the fact that they're like touring me like this like this this group that you should totally check out they're called little stranger they are incredible they're two dudes out of charleston and they tour pretty full time and i've just met them they've like let me stay at their house before super nice they're on tour they're coming to cleveland actually uh the 13th of 
April, which I'm doing like a pre-party at the Beachland with them. Nice. And um, but anyways, it's just like I consider those dudes pretty good friends. I mean, but I've seen them. I've actually been in the same room with them maybe ten times. It that's, you know that's kind of a wild thing because but it's, I, you're able to kind of connect with somebody and not see them. I have a very good friend of mine. I don't think I've seen him in three years, dude. But we talk several times a week. Yeah, it's we just we're constantly texting. Like, did you see this? It's hilarious. Hey, did you check out the show? Maybe we send each other music. I don't think I've laid eyes on him in two, three years. Oh my god, that's crazy. Which yeah, it's just kind of normal par for the course after everything that. After our little mini apocalypse in 2020. Yeah, for sure. So I think there's, and then yeah, so touring is just a lot of that. It's like every city is a different, like, you just have another one of that. I was like, oh, I haven't seen you in six to eight months to a year. And like, hello, you're in my, every city is just like another friend like that. Do you have a favorite city? Like touring wise, like that you like. Done I play a lot of shows in Charleston with those. Uh, I like love Charleston. Loser Chris is from Charleston, and so are those little stranger boys. Yeah. Me and Loser Chris do a lot of like show trades. Like he'll play Cleveland. I like do a show with him. Bring him to Cleveland, and then he'll let me do a show at in Charleston. So I play Charleston a lot. And I love Charleston. I do love Charleston, man. It's sweet city. I do love that place, man. There's a there are some places that like I I, I have visited several times because I just dig it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've never been. I like New York. I like going to California, but. The places that I like visiting a lot, like places like Charles, there's actually in the Carolinas have a lot of really cool towns. Like Wilmington's a great town, Charleston's a beautiful mm-hmm. town. It's Savannah, just, Georgia. I just Savannah's, played. Oh. I just played Savannah like uh, in November. Savannah what is so wonderfully weird. Like mm-hmm. the people, like the people down there have like a very. The last time that we were there, uh, we stopped there on the way to Florida because it's just such a fucking far drive, and uh, we ended up just like kind of bar hopping a little bit and checking out like on a Sunday some of the cocktails and got into the cocktail vibes and everything. And mm-hmm. I swear to Christ, I kept running into the same two people. Like every bar I went to, it was this older, like 60-year-old dude <laughs> with like long hair and he had like what I think he thought was a really cool hip outfit. He had like on like a leather like blazer and he was annihilated drunk. <laughs> Love him. But, oh, I did too. After yeah. a while, I'm like, well, why don't we, do you just want to go to the next bar together? <laughs> I keep running into you. But he kept saying things like, we don't care about that kind of shit in Savannah. We just potty. It's the only <laughs> thing he would say. It's that only... guy's running for mayor of Savannah, for sure. I think he already won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, he was so drunk, it's kind of the only sentence he could get out by the end of the night. That's a... <laughs> But he's like, it's like, that was his slogan. But yeah, Savannah. But, and I think Savannah and uh, Charleston, I like both of them for the same reason. Similar cities, the similar vibes. cool, similar vibe. Yeah. And it's historic. That's like there's the, actually um, you don't get a lot of that in America. No, you like, don't. Like, like you can't actually. There are rundown, condemned buildings in Charleston that they will not renovate. Because I know they have a very strict historic, super strict guidelines. Are they yeah? Not to do you, it. If you're going to be an architect, you have to like build within the guidelines of like to the time. You have to like design yeah. them to look it's like they're supposed cool. to be in Charleston, which is super cool. Yeah, and that's it's, like a, they have different like Georgia, like Savannah. There's like just you're walking through a park and like. You're lo- like I have pictures of this because I'm like I've never seen something like this. Like a pathway through a park with the overhanging trees, mm-hmm. it looks like a like the whole city looks like a postcard. It's fucking you awesome. know it's, no, it's, it's gorgeous, it's just beautiful. You know I I love that. And the Forrest not- Gump bench is there. Yeah, yeah. The Forrest Gump. That's exactly is there. what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a super crowded. It's like it's a big city, but it's not, you're not elbow to elbow with everybody. No, and it's not like the. It's like same vibe as New Orleans, but like it's mm. I don't think it's like understood. I don't think enough people know about it. Like New Orleans, no. it's not like New Orleans crowded. Like it's no, no, no much no. more manageable tourist wise. Yeah, they had mm-hmm. everything that they had really good food. They had really good drinks. 
cool scenery, cool everything. I really liked it down there. I love that city. Yeah, no, I like those. And then I like the coast, too. I lo- I mean, Los Angeles rules. I don't care what anyone says. Los Angeles is a sick city. San Diego is the one that I like going San to. San Diego is also incredible, yeah. too. That's the I like all the, the those cities. To visit, I would never want to live in any of them. It's just too expensive. It's I'd, a lot. I'm too old, and I think too much about finance at this it point. It was a lot, like, just working <laughs> to live. It was, like, just... Yeah. Straight, every day I was treading water. Yeah. But, you know, there's an excitement to that, especially when you're just, like, a young struggle. Like, I was... I'd made one album. I'd made one rap album, and I foolishly went out to L.A. to find, follow my like, dreams. Why are you just buying this shit? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So I was just like, oh, man, I'm going to make it big. I got my one record, baby. So that a few people in Cleveland know. <laughs> I just heard make, gratitude. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> gratitude was just an infancy at that point. Oh, well, it was all why. about make my rent at that point. That's yeah. the only reason why, because gratitude. Because gratitude out, wasn't yeah. out there. Yeah, if I went out there with gratitude, we would have had it, baby. But I get that, especially you know, younger. I, I think just I get older now. Like I, all my everything I do is kind of like money, future, motivated. Because mm-hmm. I have a baby coming in like a month. So, oh my god! Yeah, sorry. Congrats. I, that's I'm amazing. So bad about. Oh, you probably don't really just. Where do we slide that in? Yeah. Turn the apocalypse talk, probably not. <laughs> well, no, I wanted to wait till after the after I introduced you, offered you water, apocalypse baby. Perfect. Yeah. You've done it. That's and the way. You, yeah. you did it extreme. exactly as you That's planned. That's the name it. of my next album. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little lengthy. Maybe an acronym. Intro There's... apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> but yeah, like because uh, everything now, even even before that, but I was just older. Like everything is. I'm just like financially, does it make sense? No matter how much fun it sounds. Yeah. Like when we did Austin City Limits. I like saved for like a year straight, so, really? so we lost nothing in our just normal bills uh-huh. and shit like that. That's crazy. So, which is a blast. Good for you. I'm happy that you're doing that because I don't. Oh, think I that wasn't way. always that. Comes, I, that comes with time. Is that coming for me? Because I hope it that, does. That comes with time, man. Okay, cool. Because I'm never really... used to do that. I used to be like, "What? When is it? How? Yeah, we'll figure it out." And now I, I kind of still do that, but now I just like I use acorns to just always have like. I did acorns for a while. It's I, a great idea. It's awesome. And then I just pull. Well, I do like 1099 stuff a lot of times yeah. too, so I end up just saving enough money through the year just to pay for my taxes with Acorns. Which, oh, yeah. yeah, it sends hey, a bargain. It's still a good idea. Yeah, it's still though. a good idea. But like for us, it's like a, I'll just so that way when something comes up, if we want to do it, I'm like okay, because you because I don't look at it for months, and I'm like oh yeah. shit, we have eight hundred dollars right there. Yeah. Awesome, that's we can work with that. Mm-hmm. As soon as my wife introduced that to me, I was like. I should have been doing this a long time, but Dude. now it's just always going all the time in case something comes up. That's great. And then when we hit a certain point, we're like, now we can really actually think about taking a trip. I love so, looking at that little thing of where you'll be in 50 years. They do like the curve yeah. and like see what you're, man, I'm going to have $2 million by the time I'm 65. Oh, I don't make it like nine months, but <laughs> yeah, nine months either. happens and I'm like, we're going somewhere. For sure. Yeah. I can make $1,500 work. <laughs> Dude, Digit's a good, no- well, now I'm just talking about my Digit's a good one too. <laughs> uh, I use Digit. It's like, same concept. But it just like analyzes your expenditure and just pulls money out of your account and puts it in a different account. Doesn't invest it in the stock market like the Acorns does, but yeah. just like it's just another way to take money away from me, put it in a place that I can easily access. But just enough, it's just out of my it's bank account. It's just far enough. enough away where I don't grab it. Yeah, immediately. For like a trip to Arthur Tree. Yes, exactly. <laughs> or like pay for it for a bar tab or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Now tell me about your four hundred one k. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I wish. I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> when um. So songwriting wise, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of I get the like uh, the 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 kind of overall vibe. Obviously, we talked about like the positivity of, but when you're actually writing a song, are you picking a theme? Are you the, does something just pop in your head? Like, or does it vary? Like, uh, depending there, on the day? well, it definitely varies. I like that. The make yourself happy yeah. album, my third album. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the idea was like 
happiness is a work. I came up with the the idea of like I think happiness is like a work ethic, not something that you're gonna eventually. I don't think happiness is something like oh eventually I'll just be happy. It's a thing that like day by day you can work at and then be happy day by day because of this work you're putting in, which was based off of this uh, this girl named like Laurel. Laura something, it's not Laura Paganini, but it's something, this girl, this lady did like a free course thing from Yale. It was called uh, the, Happy, Oof, the Happiness Lab. Po- you yeah, know the podcast, yeah, yeah. yeah. I started listening to Happiness Lab and basically kind of deduced that theory, broke happiness into like its most base things. Like if I drank enough water, if I exercise, if I like just did random things for strangers. So I broke that down into 10 topics, gratitude being one of them. And then I wrote a song about every like okay, so this song's got to be about, you know, um, fucking mindfulness. And I wrote a song about mindfulness, and that song existed. So sometimes I'll like write with like a topic in mind. Usually when I'm like writing an album, like currently I'm writing an album. Um, it's uh, the working titles grow up, and like the idea is that I'm a child uh, as a human being. You might have deduced that at some point. I'm wearing a dress on hey. your, <laughs> but like I'm just like a child as a human, and I think that. That's fine, but there's like I'm now 30 years old, man. It's like something like we're just talking about, like, I gotta start planning for some sort of future. And I, but I have these like this kind of like ridiculous belief that if I let the like inner child of me die in any way, then I will lose all sense of creativity, which is like a lie that I have to like write myself out of. So I'm like breaking my own mentality kind of like into like little sections, and then I'm writing songs about those sections, like. So like I wrote, I just wrote a song about how I think that I I have a problem with commitment and that is a big thing that's just like rooted in childhood because I just don't want to commit to anything. I just want to be free all the time and I think if you want to really grow into a human being, into an adult, commitment is going to something you're going to have to start to be whether it's to a job, yeah. a person, just even saying that you'll just being able to take your, your word. So I wrote a song about commitment and not being able to commit to anything which it has three different courses because i can't commit to one so i write i write topically when it comes to like albums i'll like break down a big concept into smaller concepts and i'll write songs about those smaller concepts but then i also have been just doing singles lately and the singles are just like a chorus comes into my head i'll just like be doing anything and i'll just randomly a chorus will come in i'm working on a song right now and i was just like working for my dad doing concrete work it was uh it was last september or october and randomly i was using a like a hammer jack like a like a little small jackhammer breaking up concrete and randomly i started saying i need everyone to like me smiling trying to hide it that i'm dying of anxiety pleasing everyone's a psycho pipe dream always over analyzing trying to do the right thing i need everyone to and that's just like i love that so i voice record it and then Bring it to Chris, and it's like we're gonna write a song about this. So that's, that's the song a I'm good currently. Idea. Well, even if it falls outside, like what you're working on concept wise, as like like the album as a whole, mm-hmm. but something that maybe falls outside the spectrum, you still want to release it because you still want to make music, yeah. Because yeah. especially if, and if it comes into my head, like yeah. I don't know, I have like a mystical, like a borderline mystical like view of creativity. That is because I read a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. You may know her from writing Eat, Pray, Love. What a book. I love it. She's just a personal hero of mine. I love Elizabeth Gilbert. <laughs> She's my guilty pleasure. So she her idea of creativity is that like ideas are like living entities that like float around and our consciousness is like sensitive enough to like hear them and they literally inhabit our bodies 
with a demand to be just like voiced. They're just yeah. I pure potential that wants to be voiced. So if something comes into my head, I like feel like kind of an obligation to like yeah. make it. So yeah, if a song comes into my head like that, I usually like even if it falls outside the spectrum, like I'm making that song. Well, like you still want to keep, yeah, you still yeah, you want to make it. it. It's like something like, in me needs to express this. I like the concept thing, and, and everything you said about the make yourself happy mm -hmm. thing. It's I don't remember the quote for some reason. I want to say it's Jim Carrey, but but the the, the He's quote, big on the ego death. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it's the um when he was talking. You're talking about things like drink a lot of water. Mm -hmm. Very simple, simple things, but like happiness is still something you do have to work on. I'm not saying you necessarily have to work super hard on it, but the quote that he had is like, you have to kind of you know eat some better food. You got to get some sunlight. You got to drink a lot of water. You got to get some exercise to kind of combat you know the depression or anxiety or anything. yeah. In his his quote was, "You got to give yourself a fighting chance. You, can't you still just can be depressed sit. if you yes. do all those things for sure. Yes. But like, yeah, it's like I know it's like I feel like there's like people and myself included. I'm not saying I'm not outside the spectrum. Times in my life I've been like, boy, I'm just like fucking down, man. Like I'm, I just like can't seem to fucking get anything going. I'm just like really like self deprecating. And then if I like were to analyze like." Well, yeah, because I've drank every single night, haven't drank water in a week, haven't exercised, and That's I'm not like, yeah. and I'm not like actively trying to think of like things that I'm grateful. You know, I'm not doing any of the things that people should do to make myself yeah. happy. So why would I expect myself to be happy? Like, why? I don't think it's right for me to just be like, oh, I'm depressed. Be like, I'm not trying to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, and that and that that was a part of the quote that you have to give yourself a fighting chance. Yeah, I like that a lot. Me. It's a because same like I've, you know, I, and I don't think when I was younger it was something that we've talked about a lot, but I, I kind of, I'm a little bit prone to kind of slipping into that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know, I've had, you know, bouts. Some are an hour, some are a week. I've had ones that lasted a year. You know, mm -hmm. but it's it's. But then you start kind of looking at like those little simple things, like just like my wife and I, like when it's nice out, our big thing is we just want to go out and go for a walk. Mm -hmm. You know, just like at, at noon, let's grab the dogs, let's walk around the block mm. as opposed to just like I work like right here, I work from home. Oh, wow. So like sitting in my basement, you know, working and staring at my computer, like that ain't good for you. No. I know I have to work for sure. I'm not debating that part, but it's the, you know, sitting in this room and then walking upstairs and sitting in another room having dinner, watching TV, going to bed. That's not a great day. Yeah, and sure. Not, and it's not a good. And it time. the more it becomes habitual, the harder it yeah. is to let. It's the like an object you know, in motion wants to. Three stay days in and I haven't left the house. Sometimes. Yeah, that's what we found when we started working from home. Is that we're like Jesus Christ? I haven't left the house since Sunday. It's Wednesday. Mm. We're going to dinner somewhere, or we're gonna walk down. The I don't know somewhere. We got something get out to of shake it up. Yeah, because I feel important. like depression, the, like the depression ish, if you want to call it that, but just like the the lows, they get momentum. Mm. The more that you, the more that, that you just kind of like let it, and it's so easy to let it slide. There's like a, if you ever let, you ever watch uh, Big Mouth, yeah, it's like that they have the depression kitty. It's yes. just it speaks so smoothly, and it's just like. After like a few days or a week or so, it really starts to get momentum where it seems like it's the hardest thing in the world to do to just go for a walk. Yeah. And then depression is habitual. Like yeah, can, exactly. If, if Oof, depression that's a bar. is part that's of a, your, that's a that's a that's a that's a lyric right there. You know what? Go ahead and take that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're but here. yeah, that's it, you know stuff like that can be. You know, a lot of us are creatures of habit, and if you are, if you wake up and you are part of, and you're just used to being depressed. You're not fighting it anymore. Mm -hmm. You're not even like you're just like, well, yeah, of course I feel this way. Yeah, I felt this way for the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, and I know it's hard to kind of shake and get out of that. But I mean, like you can, 
be stuck in that. And, and that can be part of your day where yeah. people that get like habitual about exercise, like it sucks when you start, but when it becomes part of like your, your daily thing to get up and go for a walk or to make your coffee or to, you know, take, wash your dog, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of us, I am, I'm very habitual. Like yeah. I get into like funks because maybe I break away from that. And then the habit is my funk. Yeah, dude, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like really the balance of like you either trying to actively make let's call it happiness yeah, yeah. the habit, which is like all the little things that come with that. Yeah. yeah, try to make your habit the happiness or the funk is the habit. Yeah. And that's and why I like what you like the the like just the simple things, going outside, drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. Like those are basic things. Getting enough people, sleep, I have a song about. Yeah, yeah exactly. but that but that that's that's wildly important that gets that I think people are like, well, what do you want me to do? I'll exercise, do it. like I'm not gonna run marathons and like become a vegan. Like that's not what we're saying, man. Yeah, I'm just we're saying. saying like maybe you know drink a little bit more water, go for a walk, be outside, Slightly sit on a better patio, than yesterday. read a read a book for yeah, a ten minutes. Just do better than yesterday. Little I wrote stuff this. Uh, I wrote a song last year. It was my single. It was my first single I released last year. It's called Better Than Yesterday, and that was the concept of the song. Was like. I'm doing better than yesterday, only by a little, but it's these steps we take that'll put me in a better place. I'm not in a rush, but I'm ready for change. Might as well finish it. I make it seem so complicated to not fuel my self-hatred. I might not be at my best today, but any effort I put in is never a waste. Just like, yeah, just like if you do a little bit better than yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have have to become the founder of a company tomorrow. But But 10 push-ups would be great. Yeah. For my zero exercise. <laughs> you know, yeah. It literally can only go higher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For real. But I mean, that stuff is so important. And again, it doesn't have to be. A, I, that's, I, I like that, that it's a, that it's, it's a simple concept. And, mm-hmm. and, and it really is. I think people think that that's, can be sometimes more complicated than it is. And you're thinking about, you're like, no, I don't want to run 10 miles. I'm not asking you to. Yeah. Unless you walk to the store versus drive into the store. Sure. You know, like simple stuff mm-hmm. like that. It does help. That's why a lot of us get so excited. You know, not just because we live in Ohio, but when we see the sun, we like walking outside. That sun hitting your Dude, face feels, feels good. Fucking amazing. We did it. T- I mean, we're hell. We're doing it today. Today was fifty nine. The sun was out. You're no, wearing was a dress. I'm wearing shorts. No, I know it was awesome, man. Let's go. Like what a fucking beautiful. What day. a beautiful day. People in Florida are like it's nuclear winter. <laughs> you know, but we're yeah. just like, but the sun's out, man. Let's fucking absorb some. Yeah, of that. dude. Like carpe this diem. Carpe yeah. the heck out of this. Day. Yeah, and I think it's like you know, I was like, I mean. It's easier, obviously, it's easier to to say than to do, but, Fair. like, whatever, man, just keep saying it. I mean, for a lot of me, like, some of the times, I think this goes back to when I was talking about the the positivity. Sometimes it feels a little disingenuous. Like, some of the stuff I'm thinking, like, I don't know. I'm not saying that I do it all the time. I just know this is what it is, and I feel like I want to make, when I create anything, I want to make songs kind of, I mean... I I don't I think it's important to like self express to like when I'm feeling like express the ways that I feel but a lot of times what I'm trying to do with music is like I'm trying to write a song from my higher self like from my most perfect self so that maybe and like a lot of times I'm going to fall short of that perfect self but at least that's like my thing that I'm trying to ascribe to and I feel like you know a lot of times a lot of days I'm falling short of like the music and the message that I'm writing from I am not there but at least like you know just know just having that out in the world and like listening to it like ah yes that's what I'm trying to get back to right 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 well, it's like a reminder fall, yeah we're gonna fall short every day sure because no one's just like all right today was perfect it's just not gonna happen mm-hmm. you know and, and maybe for a dog we have really yeah <laughs> we have yeah, for him he has great days yeah <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, some days are just better than others, and some days are really, really good. But I mean, I mean, if it's a per- sometimes I always think if it's a perfect day, I'm just like, oh, well, there's really no reason to do tomorrow. Huh. I peaked. Damn, that's a good line too. Yeah. You're crushing it. God Let's go. Damn, I'm an amazing rapper. Is, I can tell you. It. Yeah, I don't know. Like, and that's kind of why I. That's kind of why I do this. This is like talking to strangers in a way. It's mm-hmm. therapy. Gets yeah. kind of bullshit about something. Yeah, like no, this. who needs to go? This is totally therapy. That's and why it's I, free. That's why, that's why I asked <laughs> you, man. I was like, man, I really. Uh, Mental health is just, you know. No, I'm glad you did, man. I, I'm, I am. I'm glad you reached out. Like, sometimes when people reach out, because I've gotten some kind of funky messages before. Sure. Like, I'd love to be on. I'm like, what the fuck do you want to talk about? Like, you're just trying to sell my feet. You're, you're like me. No one wants to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yet, so many people flood you. Yeah, dude, that's amazing. I thank you for having me on. I like that. I mean, <laughs> it's great to just, like, what you're doing, too. Just like, I even just. All the people you've mentioned so far that have like yes, like just like so cool to just like be a hub for people in this city to just come and just be able to just like self-express oh, unfiltered. It's just like it's so cool and it's, it's such an easy it's such a cool way thing to like be a hub for like when I'm looking for like what's cool. All right, well I know if they've been on your podcast like all right that's like something to jump to and something to go to. It's just, it's cool to be like a base where in a city where it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to meet. It's just nice to give. Yeah. You're a good guide of like, all right, well let's, let's start with these people. Cause they, yeah, obviously the pretty picture, cool. That's why all the pictures are my guests and I'm not in there. Ha, that's funny. <laughs> there are, man. There's some cool, man. There's like, you know, that's true. Before I knew you, I didn't know who I was going to, I don't even think I told you my name. I didn't know your name before <laughs> we introduced. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's there's too many, there, there, and I'll too many. Like I've had people like you know because I release episode every week, every get always a guest, and someone's like, "You're gonna run out of gas." I'm like, no, I'm not. Nah, there are so, so many cool people. In yeah, city. for sure. I get every single time someone leaves here, they gave me three names. Usually, I don't know at least one of them. Got to do Mookie. If you haven't done Mookie yet, you got to uh, do happily, Mookie. Happily, yeah, he's great. But that just happens all the time. So well, you should talk to this person. Mm-hmm. You should talk to this person. It's just it's. I'm like, oh, I would love to, or, or some of them actually like I, I would, but. I have no idea how to even get a hold of that person. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I know. And then they just Dude, that's what them. I love about this city, too. And, like, I mean, I guess that's kind of, like, maybe what I was trying to get at, too, with, like, your podcast. Like, the degrees of separation of people is crazy, like, small in this yeah. city. That's one thing I love about Cleveland that I didn't like about Los Angeles. Los Angeles, like, I'm not going to meet just, I don't know, the idea of me running into or meeting, I don't know, who's famous in L.A., who cares? You know what I'm talking about. John Somebody, Stamos, yeah. Yeah, John Stamos. I'm Fuck sure it. we were all thinking it. Meeting Lil Dicky would be crazy, you know, oh or like, God. what a hero of mine as well. Uh, but, like, the people who are, like, literal, like, shapeshifters and, like, influencers and, like, doing really cool, like, big stuff in this city are like two degrees of separation from someone you know, probably. Like, and, you know, a lot of them too are very much just like, there's plenty of room for all of us. Oh my it's God, they want to raise a, everybody up. Yeah, for it's sure. Not a, it's not a, well, yeah, but you had me on. We're kind of similar. So, no, they're like, you know, who you should talk to? They're awesome. They're Musicians awesome. Musicians always name musicians. Oh, bro. Different yeah. Restaurants. Restaurants. Restaurants that are down the street from each other. My friend Lindsay, who runs Flight Cleveland, who is just an ap- one of my favorite people in the city, she's like, you know who you should have on? She named the owner of the restaurant down the street. That's amazing. You think they'd be competitors? She's like, no, they're the coolest person. You get. He would be great on here. That's and amazing. And you know what? He was. And then he was like, you know who you should have on? Name the place across the street. And just keep working they're like, your way down the street. There's plenty of room for all of <laughs> That's, us. Oh, dude, yeah, there's I plenty of room. I got on one road and just just walk down. work your way down. Just handed out cards. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like this. I love this city, man. Uh, this city wants this city to win. That's 
And I love that about this. I love that. This city wants, if you're from here, I fucking support you. There's not really much competition. It's just like. Look, there's a Cleveland army for its people. I yeah. Mean, they will, which is why they turn so quick when you leave. Yeah, yeah, true that. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they, they very, 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 very. I'm very confident that if Nick Chubb ran right now, he could overthrow Justin Bibb and be our mayor. Ha. Huh. I just think because they just get behind so much. I mean, sure. Just that there's so many. There are. There's so many great people that just big up everyone in Cleveland about everything. Yeah. Because there's no way. Yeah. I mean, I feel like after a reason, after a while, you realize collaboration is significantly just, if not more fun, probably more effective than like competition. Yeah. It's just like I want to make. You want to see your friends win. It's just like you got a. Do you got a collab you'd want to do Cleveland and outside Cleveland? Um. I, I kind of want to make. I want to make a song with Scuff. I love. I love Scuff's music. Uh, he's, I taught him today. He's such a good guy. He's so great. He, his he music a, is so good. He was a oh man. I mean his. He and I. So again, just similar to you. Like I didn't know him. He came in here, sat down, just like you, and he and I were just bullshitting for. We again talked about music, and then I think we talked about just. I mean, literally anything that entered our minds. Sure, yeah. And he he's such an easy guy to talk to, and he's another one. He just, he loves music. He loves other artists. He loves up and people. He's mm-hmm. a good, good dude. Dude, for real. He reached out to me after I posted, because we had talked a little bit beforehand, because I actually sent him the same thing. I was like, hey, man, I have some bands that have been on, and I had a live show like two weeks ago, and one of the bands was playing there, and I just started sending, I sent him Free Blacks, Surrender, and he's like, thank you. So I didn't know about this. And the same thing with uh, like this other kind of uh, Baker's Basement band. They Same thing. Send him to that. He's like another guy. He's like a sponge. He just wants it all. Yeah, man. And he's such a nice guy, man. You should definitely do something. Like I that. know. So that, as far as Cleveland's concerned, like definitely probably that. I wrote a verse with uh, Apostle Jones, too, that I'm pretty stoked on. One of, one of their songs that I just like. I love the verse. And then outside of Cleveland, I mean, big name. I want to collaborate with Slug from Atmosphere. Okay. One of her. I have a song too, that like it's about seasonal depression, and I have my friends that they're called the Palmer Squares that I was talking about earlier. They're on it as well. They're from Chicago, but and I've like sent it to. I just don't even know where to start. I've sent it to like Rhyme Sayers, his record label. I mean, I sent an email from something that didn't say Toby. It's like Toby Raps Management. I just made up an email, uh, which you didn't hear, Slug. Uh, which is official. That's a Phil. Which is official. Yeah. Just lying. I, I want to collaborate with Slug so bad from Atmosphere. That's just like a must do. That's a, that's awesome. It'd be so crazy. I would like that, yeah. Well, and that's kind of that thing that kind of keeps, like, even though, no matter how successful you get, there's always something you're like, but I haven't done that. I haven't done that. You yeah, know what I mean? for sure. God. Little Dicky would be cool, too. I can't get enough of that dude. Uh, I, I can't. Have you watch Dave? I yeah. Have like, you watched the first? I haven't seen the first episode of the new season, but have you watched? No, no not the new season, but uh, I, I've watched everything that's out right now. I've watched probably all the way through three times. Oh, it's so good. I can't stop, and I literally knew zero about him going into that show. Oh, really? My wife, because my wife's a fan, she's like, "We got to watch this." And I was like, "Yeah, all right, whatever. It's funny." And I, fifteen minutes into it, I'm like, "What the fuck is it's happening?" It's so genius, man. It this guy is brilliant. He's so genius. And instead of like, it's like instead of being a, I mean, he was a, he's a very successful rapper in himself, but he kind of just reached a point where like I could be a rapper, just grinding as a rapper, or I could just write a show about what it would be like, and I have complete creative control, and I can make it way cooler and crazier because I have a Hollywood budget. He and had, fiction, it's crazy. He had a. It was in the very first episode when he did a freestyle. 
in the uh, the uh, where he reluctantly did a freestyle, but then With he YG, just, yeah, the one or now YG, the, our young thug, yeah. And there are, is a there is a or YG, yeah. There's yeah. a line that's still it's very very fast, and I can't remember everything, but. The line was, my dick sucks. <laughs> and my I don't know sucks. why. Yeah. It stuck my with dick me. Sucks. <laughs> it just stuck with me. Like, cause Ooh. everything is so everything is so deprecating. The like the entire season is about how weird his dick is. Oh, I know. I love and that. It's just, oh my God, this is so, so, so funny. It's so good. Um, it was really, really, really good. But then there were some really good episodes that kind of went past that like you know with gator like the the, the stuff that got a little bipolar deeper. stuff yeah yeah like about like with his kind of problems and things that he was going through dude oh it gets I real i love that yeah it gets super real and then he like when he meets him when he like meets his higher self in the sensory deprivation oh, tank too just like i mean every bit of that it's just it's 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 brilliant and at the same time seems casual it's 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 very hard to explain you just got you really if you haven't seen dave Please watch. You should it. watch Dave. You it's should all watch so Inside good. by Bo Burnham too, for other reasons. Uh, it's just, but we don't have to get this. Both those two things are genius. And watch anything that has to do with the apocalypse, and be ready because obviously we have a plan. Get, just get a go bag. Just, yeah. I'm not saying that you need to. Yeah, I just get a bag. I don't have a go bag. I have a go bag for my baby when he's coming. But like, yeah, I don't have that. Just something. Which I get think some is canned food to the and a book bag. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I have my own little mini apocalypse going. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, for the rest of your life. Not Where just money doesn't mean anything yeah. anymore. Yeah. And food is scarce. <laughs> I can't sleep because I'm scared. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's this little monster just lurking. Just lurking dark. somewhere in the house. Yeah, so I'll be very ready. <laughs> it's just training. This is just training camp. Oh, my God, that's amazing. So what, I mean, you got a couple... I, I know you're working on an album right now. You're working so on an album. What are you What are you looking at for like the next year, two years, three? Like, I, I we kind of jokingly were talking about like you know looking into the future. I know sometimes when you're on the creative side, depending on the day that someone asks you the question, you're like, I got to get through today versus well, this is what my plan got to get through today. Right now, it's like, I mean, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I hope to have an album done by either end of this year or beginning of next year. Just kind of like at this point, it's like I'm kind of like it's therapy for me. Like I'm right, I'm li- I'm really trying to like do some, like change some shit. Like I'm writing an album about growing up. When I went from like in the last four months, I've gone from like a pretty childlike. I'm not saying I'm killing it, but like I have a steady girlfriend now who I love very much. I got a cat. That's a step. I have a little bit of responsibility in my life. You know, I went from just ultimate bachelorhood and just chaos in my life to I'm like slowly like taking on like little responsibilities and then like writing about it. So. I don't know. I'm not really trying to like rush that. I'm just like writing about it I as I do these to. things. But uh, hopefully, like next year, I'd have an album out. And I've just been doing singles in the meantime. Just probably like every two months, I'll just drop a new song, like a new single. I just got enough of those saved in the bank. And then I'm playing some shows this year. I'm playing uh, this festival called Sunny Days Festival at Nelson Ledges. It's Tropidelic's music festival. Okay. Play. Oh, it's like their one at Nelson Ledges. Their big one is called Everwild, which I'm also playing at. That's in Thorn Cre- Thorn Valley. It's at uh, it's Le- or Thornville. Legend Valley is the venue. That's great. Also, you should totally. I don't know what you're doing on August 3rd through 5th. Well, I'm a three-month-old, so I'm pretty available. You be pretty <laughs> available. It's gonna so be a pretty fun. wide, wide, do- wide dude, open docket. Yeah, Bone Thugs and Harmony playing, man. Really? Yeah, it's Bone Thugs. This uh, this dude Prof, who was signed to Rhymesayers for a while. Uh, some big reggae bands. I think Pepper is one of them. Uh, Tropidelic's playing. Scuff's playing. 
Uh, yeah, it's good, dude. It's gonna be super good. You should also get uh, Mr. Princess as another band. Uh, I Madison do. Pruitt is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know team. the name. Yeah, dude, they rule too. I should try to get them on for sure too. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what it is. It's just people supporting yeah, people. It's a referral program for I sure. Have. It's really nice. So um, yeah, I'm playing some uh, some pretty some, some bigger festivals and um, just you know playing shows, writing art. That's kind of the that's that's this year's. Just get a little bit better. Take well, on more responsibility. That's like personally, it's just try to be. I guess it's because of the writing thing, but like just in general, I'm trying to like be more, just feel more stable and rooted. I've just been a little chaotic for the last five years of my life, just with no plan, with no plan, no responsibilities. And that's been fun, but it's just like, I'm sick of it. I just feel like lost and kind of aimless. So I'd like to be, yeah. I just hey, like to have something to, to be proud were of. Not super productive years for me. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, I feel it, like for no one really. Like I was working, but I was floating big time. Yeah, you know, it's just, and I don't think I don't think that's wrong at all. Mm. You know, I mean, we got to find out. You know, it's I, I don't regret any of my life, but I just like yeah, this year is about for me. It's definitely centering. Not you know, just it's just being a little rooted. Have yeah. taking things that are like force me into a. I, I heard this song on. On TikTok, and I actually don't even know who the artist is, but it's called it's called More Happy, Less Free, and I've been listening to it a lot, and that's kind of like the mantra for this year. It's the idea that I think I might be more happy with a little less freedom because I've had I've had ultimate freedom for the last ten years of my life. I've worked a contractor job that was super flexible because my dad I could tell yeah. him whenever I couldn't work, played shows whenever I want to, which is. You know, go out almost every night with friends, drink, and I was a street performer. I had no schedule. Just like, at this point in my life, I would like to see what a little less freedom does, and maybe that'll make me a little, just have a little more things to be proud of. Yeah. So that's this year. That's good, man. Yeah. Where, yeah. So I guess, you know, you're an artist, so you got a top five? Who's oh, the yeah. top fives? You top may have already five. mentioned them, but top, top five. Top five, like this is my personal because like, you know the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta be objective. I hate with like with rappers. You gotta like they're like you gotta be objective. You know, it's like listen, man. My top no. five doesn't even like. include Jay Z. Yeah, uh, mine wouldn't either. Yeah. It's even though I know objectively he probably deserves to be on the yeah. top five list. Uh, my top five is J Cole. Um, I will say Eminem. Um. Chance the Rapper, probably. Lil Dicky. And, I, dude, I said this to Jay. The Palmer Squares that I've mentioned, they're in my top five. They're incredible. You should check out the Palmer Squares. Yeah. They are, It's t- they're just two rappers from Chicago, which, I mean, I don't know. I'm giving two people, I'm sneaking two into a one spot. That's okay. They're in my top five. They are absolutely incredible. And they, um, they basically just do a lot of songs that's just like really clever wordplay. Not a lot of hooks. Just like, t- and they just... One guy goes, 32 bars, little break, other guy goes. And they uh, they came up doing YouTube videos where they would just like film themselves like one take doing these things. Me and my friends found them when we were living in Cleveland and we would create these little YouTube, these videos for YouTube too. We just do live cypher videos. We call ourselves Dolphin Water Slide. And they were like, be- it, was be- it was so great. Such, Such a, a great name. I got a little DW on my arm. And... <laughs> I, we did those, it was like a big part of like why I started, that was like, wow, okay, I'm gonna, this is me, this is before I did my first album, this is just like kind of when I was starting to do rapping. Our friend Josh was filming them, Chris was recording, and we just get all our friends in the basement, we do these live ciphers, and it's because of the Palmer Squares, and now like, because of Tropodelic, Tropodelic started playing shows 
with the Palmer Squares. And then like I played a show with Tropodelic and the Palmer Squares. And now they're like my friends. And it's just like so crazy that like these are people who I looked up for so yeah, long yeah. whose like numbers I have in my phone now. And they're some of the best rappers I ever met. So they're they're taking the top five slot. Hey, no yeah. wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And I agree. When you're talking about top five, you're talking about what are the ones you always go back to? Who influences me? Yeah, not yeah. like who do I think change like what top sound, five objectively maybe right. yeah exactly top five objectively we're talking maybe like I don't know Jay Z Andre from I got a list here's a load of my list and yeah. it, it goes <laughs> Reggie Jay Z Tupac and Biggie Andre yeah. from Outkast <laughs> something corrupt Nas and Demi yeah I mean yeah I mean there's a there's a there's a political aspect to to, to that sometimes yeah for sure versus what are just the ones that you that just I mean, personally to me it's like, affect what are me? the ones you listen to the most you got top five what's your top five you got tribe called quest okay ah oh, wow Fuck. not even close Fuck. <laughs> tribe tribe is my number one number God, one they are great through. damn it uh the far side okay fuck yeah uh, mf doom wow um Nas. not i i I, there was always that whole Nas versus Jay Z thing, and I I like Jay Z, mm-hmm. but I mean Nas to me was just just I I was just such a huge He's fan. Super still cool. am just a huge fan of him. The flow isn't is impeccable too. Yeah, I I just don't think yeah I did. And then the roots and the I roots. Ah, oh, yeah. man, that's a good top five. Your your top five is well, it's really good. <laughs> but my so like Tribe for sure is just one that's always just always like I've watched that documentary. On your know, beach rhymes in life, probably ten I've never times. Seen it. It's on YouTube. Oh watching. my god, it's beautiful! Sick. It's so good because there was so much turmoil within Tribe Called Quest. Like Fife and Tip were not, like they were not vibing a lot. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean they, they just they weren't like you know the, the and, and it's great because you know you talk about like all the people that you liked hanging out with and like that you were fans of. Mm-hmm. That's what they had. Like they had a group, not really a group, but it was like them, De La Soul. And uh, black sheep, and they called themselves Native Tongue. They would just do like like Moni Love, and they would all just do shows together. And they're like, call ourselves Native Tongue, mm. you know. And it's but the documentary is great because because of that because they had this thing that just was just different. Far Side for me just always hit different. Passing Me By isn't one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. It's one of my favorite songs of Dude, all time. Dude, it's it's and they're like. Yeah, listening to it's intoxicating to listen to Far Side. They're, they're like, amazing. it's a weird like their rhyme schemes in general. I don't know. It feels like I feel hypnotized when I listen to Far Side. Yeah, when I li- when I listen like fit, no, fish in the sea drop. It's just they're different. It's just mm-hmm. it's very 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 different. MF Doom in mean, the first obviously I I got on board with MF Doom obviously with the gimmick of the the, the mask, but um, and then I just started listening to him. And I just. I just couldn't. I got into him after he died, for I real. Just, but like, I, I he's love. Just, he's so unbelievably good, and I love the cadence in which that he goes to. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of it probably had like a similar vibe, like in terms of what I listened to, and that's just what I was drawn to. Yeah. Nas, of course, when Illmatic dropped, even as a goofy know nothing, I was like, this is really. Good. This is really good. <laughs> you know? Do you know about the? Do you know about the live version of that album? No, dude. I just found out about. It. I went to a record store to just like. Get, I was just taking through record store, found Illmatic. I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna get Illmatic. And I brought it to the register. And goes, dude goes, do you know this is the live version? I'm like, what? There's a ten year, I think it's ten or twenty years anniversary. He went to the Kennedy Center and he got the New York Symphony to back him up, and he does the entire album with the New York Symphony and the Kennedy Center. It's fucking just, awesome, dude. <laughs> There's just so many. That guy just cranked out. Illmatic is 
brilliant. It's flawless. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely brilliant. Obviously, everyone knows it ain't hard to tell, but like halftime, it's, there's just so many good songs on that, mm-hmm. and I've just always, always loved it. And I've, I've, I like Jay Z, but when there was like that, if you want to call it a rivalry, I was like, God, I just, I just always, always went toward Nas. I just didn't think it was close. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, you know, like the Roots, I just think Black Thought is just different. Yeah, and I think that's probably the theme for all of them. Different, they're just, just different outside. Different. Yeah, right. They out. just hit differently for me. Mm. So that's why. Love that. Love that top five. Yeah. So plus it's political. Yeah, that, no. that, that, that <laughs> but that plays on a political thing. Like you're not gonna. Most rappers are not gonna think Lil Dicky deserves to be on top five. But I'm like, it really probably influences me. Be, but but there's really influences. But there's me. a group that are just like you know what? But that's the guy He's that so speaks good. to me. He's yeah, the guy he that speaks to me. Yeah. And again, flow wise. I mean, again, that guy hits differently. He definitely, does. definitely. He hits very, very yeah. differently. Um, yeah, I mean, but again, it's who you like, who you don't. Like, if we're going to go into rock, no, I mean, I'm not saying I don't like Led Zeppelin. Of course I do. They got great songs, but they're mm-hmm. not in my top five because they're not who I listen not to. Not who you identified the time. with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I'm Deftones, you know, like Tool. Like, those are the ones that I'm always listening Like, if someone's like, who should I listen to? I'm like, Deftones. If you haven't, it's silly. Do it now. I don't know. Yeah, I'm lost. I'm lost. That's, well, you didn't know Depeche Mode. So I didn't, yeah. <laughs> well, which we'll fix I'm later. just going to yeah. float Depeche Mode to you for, just like, keep for the remainder of the day. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a, where can everybody find your stuff? Uh, so Toby Raps, T-O-B-Y-R-A-P-S, uh, on just, you know, Instagram, all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Toby Raps will get you where you're going. And, cool. uh, yeah, check me out. This is awesome, man. This I appreciate you coming. I really appreciate Dude, it. thank you for having on me. This, this has been amazing. On the holiest days. All right, seriously. To take the time. And on of... the day, on this Easter Sunday, <laughs> I received a copy of the Tibetan Book of the Dead. <laughs> So we really got all religions. How do we just get here? How, do, how yeah. did this just now come up? I know, right? <laughs> we could have done really the whole just that. I'm just going to leave that as an Easter egg. All right, egg. fine. A little teaser for the next episode. For real. All right, that's all it. Right, Thanks, take care, buddy. Guys. Appreciate Thanks. it.